We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Welcome back to the Fantasy Bar, guys. Week 17, Bears Daily Fantasy Six Pack. Six guys fresh off the tap for you for Week 17. As always, covering FanDuel and DraftKings. Couple notes before we get started. A little under the weather. So, didn't want to miss Week 17. We're going to knock it out. We're going to make sure we get the picks out to you guys. Second thing, make sure you subscribe to the channel here. Hit that button. Get notified when the videos are coming out. And click that thumbs up button, guys. Really helps us out. Over there on YouTube, if you enjoy your time in the Fantasy Bar, that is all I ask in return. So make sure we hit that thumbs up button. Now, let's take a quick look back at Week 16. Not a great week. And we had some injuries. Not going to blame it on that, but DJ Moore leaving early. Ertz in and out of the game with that injury. Carson Wentz, solid for us. Needed more from Joe Mixon. Had a case of the squirts, but did get plenty of opportunities. Just did not get it done. So all in all, a disappointing Week 16. Now, let's get back to Week 17 here. Let's start at the running back position with Damian Williams of the Chiefs. So a big part of Week 17 is making sure you understand what teams have something to play for, what teams have something to lose, who is in evaluation mode. That is your biggest edge here in Week 17. And as we go through the week, you'll get more and more information. So make sure you're digging in more than the average person would. And I think you'll do very well here in Week 17. But... Damian Williams, way too cheap out there in my opinion, especially on DraftKings at just 4700 The Chiefs can still move up into the top two seeds. If New England loses, Kansas City wins, they're going to move in and get a bye. And if they lose, they could drop to number four. The Texans hot on their heels here. So a lot of movement here still for the Chiefs. But Williams comes back from injury, slots right in as that workhorse once again. Kansas City running backs been very frustrating for us this season trying to understand who it's going to be but it seems like when Damian Williams is healthy he's the guy they're going to lean on and you certainly saw that last week now you're going to see that here against the Chargers a team that's much better against the pass against the run not so much 23rd in DVOA against the run we know Damian Williams can get involved in the passing game a good spot at home as a favorite here against the Chargers love me some Damian Williams to lead us off for value here in the week 17 six pack all right speaking of value here we're gonna roll the dice a little risky for most people maybe but i'm gonna go at wide receiver miles boykin here of the ravens so as it says on the graphics high risk high reward play here no doubt this is one of those teams lamar jackson sitting mark ingram sitting i think you're gonna see the majority of their starters not playing this game and it makes sense they have things locked up what does that mean 
It needs more opportunity for some of these fringe guys. Miles Boykin, a guy they took in the first round of the draft, a guy we've seen flashes out of. We haven't seen a ton, but there is a ton of potential in this guy. With RG3 taking over under center for the Baltimore Ravens, you got to imagine the continuity between these two throughout the preseason practices playing together. I'm a big believer in that. I think Miles Boykin and cash game play, probably not, but tournaments, I think there's huge upside here. At minimum price on DraftKings, near minimum price on FanDuel. Again, not for everybody, not the easiest play on the board. We want to go outside the box a little bit here. I think we do that with Miles Boykin here at almost minimum price. All right, let's stay at wide receiver. Let's go to the high end here. guy you'll feel a little bit safer about with is Devontae Adams of the Packers. So Green Bay, a lot to play for here as well. Locked into the number two seat, still has the opportunity to be the number one seat in the NFC with a win and a loss by San Francisco is a tough draw with Seattle here. Plus, can still slide down out of those top two spots with a loss with New Orleans being able to move in. So, Green Bay, big game here in Detroit, and Adams has been the guy here. I know Aaron Jones had a big game. I think a lot of people are going to go that route. I'm good with that as well. I think you can play multiple Green Bay Packers here against this Detroit Lions defense, but the targets for Adams, 10 or more targets now in seven of his last eight games. I know there's naysayers that are going to say, well, Darius Slay, he's tough. I'm not as big of a believer in Darius Slay as the public seems to be. And when you look at the history here for Adams against Detroit, five touchdowns in his last five games. I generally don't like going back that far, but wanted to take a look at it. And anyone saying, well, Slay didn't play in those games, he played in every single one of those games. So Adams, good history here against the Detroit Lions. A must-win spot here for the Green Bay Packers. If Aaron Rodgers is going to lean on anybody in this game, we know he doesn't trust any of his other wide receivers very much. It's Devontae Adams pay up here in this spot against Detroit. All right, next play for us, we're going to go to tight end. We're going to go to Philadelphia with Dallas Goddard. So, two-prong attack here. If Zach Ertz is out, Dallas Goddard becomes a clear lock and load play in cash games. I know he'll be a popular play out there with Ertz out. I don't care. Still want the exposure. Let's pretend Zach Ertz is in. Then he becomes a sneaky pay-up spot, especially on Fandle. He's priced up. They did a good job moving the price up. So he's up in the range with some of the other stud tight ends. Higby, who will be a popular option against Arizona. I'm fine with it. But Goddard will be an off-the-radar play in that scenario. So Ertz in, Ertz out really doesn't matter to me. There's advantages to both. And the target's really been there. Almost eight targets per game over the last five. I know a lot of those came last week. But they're going to lean on these tight ends here in a must-win spot. Another team that can lock up a playoff spot with a win. And the Giants, 31st in DVOA against the pass this season. Been solid against the tight end. But the Eagles, out of wide receivers, going to lean heavily on Miles Sanders, on these tight ends in the passing game. And Dallas Goddard, with or without Ertz, I think a solid option here in Week 17. All right, we like Dallas Goddard. That means we like his quarterback. That's right. Going right back to Carson Wentz here against the Giants. So quite a few quarterbacks I like this week, but Wentz, the guy I kept coming back to. DraftKings raised his price a little bit, but still low sixes here. Vandal under 8K, and we've gotten four straight, 21 or more DraftKings points out of Carson Wentz over the last month. The Giants, we just mentioned, not good against the pass. Fourth most fantasy points allowed to the quarterback position. Giants been involved in some shootouts here lately can't seem to stop anybody so I know this Philadelphia offense been somewhat frustrating an ugly game last week but I think we get back to a game like we saw in Washington 
with points galore here. I think a big reason why is Carson Wentz winging it all over this Giants defense, putting up big numbers here. Pay the price too cheap, in my opinion, especially on DraftKings. Carson Wentz, my favorite quarterback here for Week 17. All right, it's time to take a look at my favorite play for Week 17. But before we do that, guys, we're going to run it back. That's right. little Christmas thank you here from the Fantasy Bar. Once again, we're going to run our Beast of the Week contest. All you have to do, get in the comment section below the video and let me know. Fantasy points for my Beast of the Week on DraftKings going to win themselves either a free week of Roto-Grinders Premium, which gives you access to everything we have, Lineup HQ, all the videos, all the articles, or if you're already a loyal subscriber, thank you for that. We're going to send you a free, soft, glorious Roto-Grinders t-shirt right to your doorstep. So, who are we guessing on? Let's take a look at my favorite play for Week 17. You know Mass, the Beast of the Week. All right, this time we owe you one more running back. We're going to spend up here. We're going to go with a return from Week 16. We're going back to the well on Ezekiel Elliott, this week's Beast of the Week. So Zeke was all right, got there in the end for us last week, expected a lot more. But in this spot here, I really want to pound my lineups with Ezekiel Elliott. Must win here for Dallas. They need Philly to lose. They need to win. NFL has done a very good job with the scheduling, the timing, both of these games our 425 kickoff. So Dallas will have no idea what's happening with Philadelphia when the game starts. That's going to mean a heavy dose of Ezekiel Elliott here at home. And think about Washington. Last couple weeks, Miles Sanders goes nuts against this team. Saquon Barkley goes nuts against this team. If you're not sensing the theme here, Ezekiel Elliott about to go nuts on this team. And what do all those running backs have in common? Explosive. They get involved in the passing game. going on everybody happy sunday happy nfl week 17 guys we made it welcome to the fantasy draft opening drive the morning wood merrick crane i'm here to have a little bit of fun with you talk some football talk some dfs today and of course i am joined by one guy i'm joined by every week and one guy who i'm never joined by so it's good to see your face big t tony two snaps what's up brother how are we doing today what's going on yeah and i, I hit my my under on Hoopster. I knew he'd miss at least five shows. It took till week 17, but it finally happened. So I get to go cash my ticket. I mean, really, you just said a good line. That's, that's what you're saying. The line was sharp. It took to week yeah, seven. I mean, it, it took a while. Y'all, it's, it's like every third or fourth week he misses. So it's always going to come down to the end. Also joining us in Hoops Place, we got Travis Van Gogh and Mr. Van Gogh. 
That's a clean shave, buddy. What's up? Yeah, looking looking nice and shaved for the show. And uh, yeah, no, I, I had a feeling Hoop was missing too. Like I, I wasn't surprised to look down at my phone. I just got my breakfast. I was all excited to go home and eat it. And I saw a text from Big T. You hopping on? So I, I couldn't miss out on the last one, right? Or, or do you, are you, you guys go to next week possibly for the uh, Wood Show? Are you guys excited? I, I have no idea. I, I really have no It'll idea. Be the last, it's the last regular season one no matter what. Yeah, we, yeah. we got to win some people money. Maybe we'll get you. Are we getting a windmill out of you, Big T, this, uh, this show? We might. Depends. Yeah, that's uh, it's that Blake Bortles windmill. I know what's up. I mean, last uh, week I know last week I windmilled at these donkeys telling me to play Dion Lewis. And how do you, how do you, how do you work out everyone last week? I mean, he didn't work out as well as Stephen Sims Jr. That's true, true. Did he work out as well as Gardner Minshew though? Yeah, you know what? No, that's my comeback. It's eight a.m. Stick to nothing. the receiver victory laps. Don't be, of course, don't be I'm going to stick on, to the receiver victory laps. Yeah, don't be going out on a limb though for for quarterbacks and stuff. Stick to stick to your roots. All right. Um, before we jump in to the slate, I want to tell you guys: if you're watching on YouTube, first of all, we appreciate you, but check us out over rotogrinders.com. Secondly, click the like button, click the subscribe button, and comment. Nice shave, Mangone. That's what I want the comments to say today. So, uh, yeah, appreciate that. Also, college football package. Not a lot of games left. Still some value, though. $40 for all content through the national title game. You get full access to projections, expert rankings, survey, tags, and, of course, the Discord chat. And I'm going to tell you guys, the Discord chat, that's where the money's at. So, yeah, make sure you check that out. And, of course, Roto Grinders Badge Promo. I want to thank the guys for rocking the Roto Grinders thing. We've got Sandwich. S-A-M-W-I-C-H, so I appreciate that. And uh, Joey J. Betts, so thanks for uh, rocking the Roto-Grinders badge. And, of course, we're hoping to see some guys rocking the Roto-Grinders badge up top of the leaderboard today. And, Tony, week 17, man, these slates are always weird. Like, every year, this is one of the weirder slates of the season because we got so many guys sitting out. We're going to get to those guys as we go game by game. But, Tony, how do you approach week 17 typically? Yeah, I mean, it, it always kind of benefits what I like to do anyways, take stands on what you believe and just kind of go with it. So it, it benefits me usually, sure, there's crazy stuff's going to happen. It happens every year in week 17. Guys that you think are going to play will mysteriously just be out after the first quarter. There's going to be tilt. It's just how week 17 goes. It's all part of the experience. So it you just go with it and know that there's going to be more variance today than there is a lot of other days. Even teams that we think right now need to win will get a big lead or something, and they'll pull their guys. So you just got to go with your reads. I mean, I think it, it's it's a lot like showdowns in a way where you got to make you got to see see how you think games are going to go and just go with it. It may go when you look at cash games for slates like this with the variance with the uncertainty. How difficult can cash games be? I don't know. I love it. Cause like, I, I just want like all the news and chaos to drop like this morning. I want, you know, random guys to start, uh, you know, that you weren't expecting. So I, I'm pretty plugged into the news. I like to sit there and like, look at the defensive inactives, right? Like no one wants to talk about them. Everyone's talking about who's going to be in on, on offense, but all these defensive guys, there's going to be tons of guys sitting and rookies that they might get, give work. And this could lead to like really good opportunities. So I love looking at that stuff and trying to really take advantage of that. So, like, I love all the news. I think it's helpful. Gives you low ownership on guys. So, uh, yeah, bring on the chaos is what I kind of say. All right, well, let's go ahead and jump into this slate. Let's start with the charges at the Chiefs. 45.5 point total. The Chiefs, 9.5 point favorites at home. Of course, it sounds like Damian Williams. He's going to be the featured back for Kansas City. Kansas City needs to win to have a shot at getting the first round buy-in. Tony, so people are going to play Melvin Gordon this week. 
I'm not messing with the Chargers side, I don't think. The Chiefs side, Damian Williams is interesting, but it's always tough to play these Chiefs running backs. What are you doing with this game, Tony? Yeah, I mean, so like I said, you got to take stands on what you think is going to happen. There's no way I'm playing guys on a team like the Chargers where you just – first of all, they've been terrible. They're facing a team that needs to win, and they don't – I mean, there's just no incentive, so I don't know. Like, I'm definitely not playing guys from a team like the Chargers, but I kind of feel the same way about the Chiefs. I think they're gonna they're gonna roll, but how long are they gonna roll for? Like, if they get the lead, are they just gonna pound pound the ground game? I obviously like Damian Williams because I think they'll give him a decent amount of work, and he's super cheap. But I mean, I'm worried about his ceiling too because they're not gonna pound him in there if they if they got a lead late in this game. So. Damian Williams would be my only guy in this game I like. Mangone, there's one guy here. Are we going to roll with Sammy Watkins week 17? Is he going to do it for us one last time? Oh, man. That, that, right. that sounds like a horrible idea. Uh, <laughs> the book ends, uh, right? For the first week and the last week. Yeah. yeah. Maybe. Maybe he's uh, he's doing the first and last. Maybe that's how it's going to go with Watkins, but not for me. I will not be rostering him. I will pass. I played him on some showdowns. Uh, don't think I'm doing it uh, anymore here. He, he he hurt me in Big T, actually, in the showdown. That was that was the worst feeling. Uh, he's hurt me like, every week, uh, except for week one. That week when he got hurt, the first play of the game or something? Is that, that the week you're talking too. about? No, I was not, remember you and I had like such a good team. We were texting about oh. it. We happened to fall on the same team. That's and, every night, me and you, man. Yeah, Tony, what are you talking about? Tony has a good team every night. He doesn't know what night you're talking about. He's That's sitting true. here just like, oh, I did not I'm have a good night this week. Again. Yeah, I got I just, owned all week. Yeah, I just remember we were, we were going to take first, and then uh, Big T was like, man, our oh, team was better. The 2v2 swap, ours was better. It clearly was, but what are you going to do? Uh, the, the Chiefs, though, like I think we're only really talking Williams here. I think we're too worried about all the other guys kind of blowing out. Uh, you know, not blown out, but the game basically getting ahead. And then I think Andy Reid just kind of takes off his guys, right? He says, you know, Pat Mahomes, I'll say, you know, ease off him, just run the ball a lot. They're not going to, you know, not going to make Tyreek Hill just sprint downfield all the time and just like wreck his hamstring, right? Like he's been hurt all year. This Chiefs team is finally getting healthy. They're not going to do that. So I just think it's mainly Damian Williams. And I think it's really key to see what inactives come out on these Chiefs. Like if all four of the running backs – are going to be out there. There could be some worry with Williams, but right now Williams is clearly chalk and uh, he's chalk. I'm trying to figure out what I want to do with, because he is too cheap, right? 4,700 on DraftKings is, is too cheap at that price. He's got to be bad chalk. Like I, he, he's got to be. I don't know if he's for sure bad. Cause again, like that price is really cheap. Even though there could be all those other running backs there, he's still going to get, I think a pretty good amount of work. So, so you're, piped in, you're piped in though. Can the chiefs get the four seat if they lose? That's the thing. I think what can happen is if Houston happens to win, but like Houston ain't winning. Like uh, if Houston could win that game, I think Houston can leap uh, the Chiefs, and then they, you know, they get the three and then the four. Yeah, but I mean, the three or the four doesn't really matter. Yeah. Uh, well, it does because you play the Ravens around two. You want to play the Ravens around two? Yeah, I guess that's a fair point. Yeah, like I think you'd rather let's say Houston Baltimore didn't win it anyways. Like Houston's not winning with no dudes. So. I the agree. Only, the only way Kansas City moves up to the two is if uh, New England loses. New England ain't losing, so they're, they're currently sixteen and a half point favorites over Miami. Um, all right, let's go on to the Bears and the Vikings. Thirty-five and a half point total. Chicago three point favorites. And Tony, is this your game? The 35-and-a-half-point total, are you ready to load up on the Bears and the Vikings? Is this your spot? I actually don't hate the Bears, so the, the joke applies because Minnesota is another team that I just don't think has anything to play for today. I think they'll pack it in, and I think Chicago does have – they have some pride to play for. They're not going to go down completely. 
And the Bears D even is, is super cheap in some spots. Like Minnesota, they have to tank today. I just and you got guys like Trubisky that are pretty cheap. I think I think Chicago is pretty viable today, actually. I mean, man, going isn't this the week that Mike Boone just trolls all of us? Uh, that would make some sense, uh, but I, I don't know. This is a game I'm definitely not on. This this could be the Tony special. We got a lot of games. I'll even just let him talk about what he likes. I, I'm not playing anyone here. Uh, I, I'm, I'll pass on all these guys. This is a nasty game. Yeah, I, I might go with some Mike Boone just because, well, he tilted me last week, so why the hell not? But I don't know. This game. I and- like Boone, too. Like I think he could troll easily. These are the games I like where no one's going to play them because the total, because they're so used to just looking at the total, but. Total doesn't mean as much this week. All right, let's move on to Green Bay at Detroit. Green Bay, 12.5-point favorites. And I'm just going to say, guys, I like Aaron Rodgers in this one. Nobody else is going to play him. I They have to win in order to uh, – wait, hold on – to clinch the first round by. And everybody's going to be playing Aaron Jones, and Aaron Jones, of course, is a great play. But these last two weeks when Jamal Williams missed, like, they've just been airing it out a ton. And to me, Aaron Rodgers being unknown is interesting. Mango, come on. Come on, the Packers bandwagon with me. Yeah, I like it, man. The one problem I'm having this week is trying to figure out, like, where my, uh, you know, main GBP stack team is going to be. And, like, I'm thinking it might be this, like, going Rodgers with Jones, Adams, and then running it back with maybe a guy like an Edelman – or not Edelman, and, and Amendola or a Galloway. So, uh, yeah, I think what I'm going to do is I'm going to load up, obviously, Aaron Jones and Cash at, or Devontae Adams. Those two guys are definitely just such strong market shares. You have to absolutely love them. And Aaron Rodgers makes an interesting cash play, too, as well, right? We get him in a dome, which is really good. We get him against the Lions. The one fear I have, and I think all these quarterbacks have this fear today, uh, is just handing the ball off, right? They're just them sitting back in the fourth quarter and just handing the ball off and not doing a ton. But Packers have an implied total of 28. They're in a dome. It's a good spot. Uh, you have to like Rodgers here. I think those three guys are all phenomenal plays. And uh, one guy who's been getting some work on the Packers that I wouldn't sleep on if you want to maybe not play Aaron Jones and just like go with like the, uh, you know, the two receiver sack is uh, Lazard, man. He's been pretty good uh, and can get a lot more work. So if you're looking for another receiver to throw in there on the Packers side to get a little bit different, he could be your guy. So, Tony, I know – I think you you and I talked about this at one point this week, and you just kind of made fun of me. So, you're you're basically just on Aaron Jones or nobody here, right? I just can't imagine playing a quarterback when the other team's not going to be able to score. Like, I just – it's one of my rules. I just don't do it. Like – Tony, I'm with you, but but you don't – there's no good quarterbacks today. It's like there's a couple that are well, okay. you but... want to play all just the high totals. Like, I like guys like Trubisky that can run, and he, he can – he's going to be playing in the fourth. I like guys like that. I don't know. I, I will say that Trubisky's not bad. We, we probably should have mentioned him more, so that's a good call there. He's well, not you, terrible. You guys he's... made fun of me. Uh, it's, it's fair, but, yeah, keep going. I mean, Rodgers is – if you somehow think Detroit can score anything in this game, I think Rodgers is one of the best plays on the board, but I just don't see them scoring on, on this defense. Like, if they score, like, seven points, like, Rodgers is not going to be out there chucking it. Like, I don't know. I just don't see the the, the ceiling. Uh, there's 15 games. we got to be able to find a quarterback. Yeah, I did, Aaron Rodgers. And I'll yeah, just play Adams and get all his points. I, I do. Every quarterback has some type of hole. Like, it's yeah. it's, it's weird I, for Week 17 for every quarterback to just be this group. Except like, for Blake Bortles. Blake Bortles has – Oh, we'll find some quarter. Like, yeah. Matt Ryan's got no hole. Uh, I mean, he's Matt What's Ryan. his hole? I mean, I don't know. So this, this, is an argument, well, this is an argument I had with Dean, and Dean was I mean, maybe it's Dean getting my ear right now. He was saying like, "Well, he's got nothing to play for, right? Like they could easily pull him." But I was like, <laughs> "They There's played no hard chance. the last two months. Why wouldn't I, they play hard the last week?" 
I agree a thousand percent with that statement, but uh, I don't know. And it's Matt Ryan too, right? Like he doesn't have like the rushing equity. So I don't know. I'm torn on Matt Ryan. He's, he's a good play though. It's and, those, and, those are the only two. Those are the only two. It's Winston and Ryan. Well, we'll meaningless games. Yeah. We'll, we'll get it as we go. But like, I'm just saying, by the way, like Kenny Galladay has plenty of upside at 1% ownership. Like if you play Rogers, you better play Galladay or someone coming back. I know I've yeah. said this all year, but like you have to. Or, yeah. or the great white hope, Danny Amendola. You better run it back this week, oh. if ever, if you're playing Rodgers. Because he ain't chucking unless they're scoring some points. Yeah, but right, well, 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 one last thing I want to mention is uh, Amendola, he needs uh, he needs to get, um, I think, 137 receiving yards. It's a lot for him, but uh, he gets 250K. Does he get three weeks to get it? <laughs> He's got to do it this week, last week. 137? I love it. By the way, this is great. Magone fills in for Hoof, and he immediately starts talking about white slot receivers. This is but really I do, I do like Danny Amendola a little bit today. And he, he, it's a tell you, $250,000, man. That's that's some change right there. So 137 receiving yards. That's what he needs. So you never know. I mean, I, I love it, and, and especially if you're playing Rodgers. I mean, I think that it, it is viable. Like, I'm not going to completely let Like, if you play Rodgers, Adams, Jones – Run it back with you can even run it back with Galladay and Amendola. If Detroit somehow scores, you're going to have a chance to win a lot of money. I agree with that. Yeah, All right, so go with it. Saints at the Panthers, forty-five point total. The Saints, thirteen and a half point favorites. If the Lions win, the Saints can get the two seed. So the Saints really cannot get the two seed. Um, you know, this is a situation where they're going to be playing, and I think if Green Bay is up huge, they're likely to pull guys like Breeze, Michael Thomas, and Kamara. Tony. I think the question in this game isn't so much the Saints guys, because I'm not in love with any of them, but it's what do we do with McCaffrey? Because there have been some reports that come out and say that if the game's close, they're just going to give him the hell out of the football. And I don't know, man. Last year they didn't do it, but there's a new coaching staff there this year. What are we doing with McCaffrey today? I'm playing McCaffrey for sure, and I can't wait to hear like what Mangone says because I'm not completely piped in with what, what the chalk the, the chalk type play is, but – I, I just have to play him. He's going for all these these records and incentives or whatever whatever he's going for. I, he's chasing a lot of things like the receiving record. I think he needs 80-something yards and, and stuff like that. I'm playing him. I think like a guy like Kamara is actually getting some ownership. I couldn't even imagine playing these New Orleans guys. It's the same situation as I've been talking about. I want some incentive late in the game. I think they'll be good early. I just I'm not using – I'm not paying 10K for Mike Thomas when Carolina can't score. So I, I play Latavius, I think, if anybody for New Orleans and then I was gonna I'll, ask you about him. It seems it seems like you would be you would be a Latavius guy today. I'm not like in love with it, but I like playing him more than Kamara. All right, so Mango, what are you doing with this game? Because I think there's a lot of interesting pieces here where we're supposed to like them maybe more than we do. What are you doing with McCaffrey and what are you doing with these Saints? Yeah, I don't think it's the McCaffrey week. Uh, and I think one of the reasons why is, like, we're stuck paying up for Dallas Goddard in the cash game construction. So when you're stuck doing that, like, you, you're just – you are not you don't have that, like, you know, really cheap tight end that you can go to to make things work. So um, I, I think there's other running backs that are cheaper that are really good plays. We already talked about one in Aaron Jones. So I don't think CMC is in the optimal right now. At least that's what I'm thinking. And I don't know, maybe I'll get talked off it after the show. But I'm currently not playing him. Uh, on the Saints side, I do worry about Michael Thomas a little bit. Like, will they pull him? The thing that I'm wondering, though, is, like, I looked at Jamino's, you know, he's got this article. It's the Motivation, Rest, and Milestone Tracker. If you guys haven't checked it out, it's really awesome. It, it talks about all the motivation and everything. And he says for the Saints here, um, a win slash San Francisco loss is the one seed, and then a Green Bay loss equals a two seed. So players at risk. There's no one at risk. So 
why am I not worried about Michael Thomas? I've heard people say that. Like you said it. I've heard tons of people talk about it. Dean said it. I don't get what, what we're talking about here. I think Michael Thomas is safe or he should be, right? Because the same situation as Green Bay. Like if they're up three touchdowns, they're not going to be just out there chucking it. Yeah, it's more so they're not chucking it, right? It's not Michael Thomas coming off the field, I guess you could say. But um, I also think like the – I mean, they got McCaffrey, right? McCaffrey can keep the – you know, keep the Saints – Carolina hasn't scored in like two months. Yeah, it is McCaffrey though, man. So he, I, I get it. Will Greer is pretty awful though. But um, yeah, I, the, the, the big question today is what do you do with Michael Thomas and Julio Jones and Devontae Adams and how do you sort those guys out, right? Uh, he's obviously, Michael Thomas is obviously a great play. I think Kamara is not, you know, he's on a tier below all those other guys uh, at running back. I don't really want to load up on him. And I don't hate the Latavius Murray uh, thing as a, a tournament play if you really want to kind of get crazy with it. So uh, yeah, I think that makes sense in tournaments. All right, uh, Miami at the Patriots, 44.5-point total. New England, 16.5-point favorites. And, Tony, every week we say this about the Patriots. They're supposed to score four touchdowns. We don't know where the hell it's going to come from. And this week it's sort of tough, you know, to get too excited about them because, again, they're likely just to run the hell out of the ball late. They win. They clinch the first round by. I'm not playing Brady. I don't want to play Edelman. I've heard some people talk about Sanu this week. Um, I'm not playing Sanu either. Tony, what are you doing with this Patriots side? Yeah, I think it's just one of those games. Like, they need to win. It's a perfect week for them just to run this ball and just lock up this win no matter how ugly it is. Like, control the ball, don't turn it over, punt, play D, score on the ground, get a lead and just kill that clock and just get to the playoffs with that bye and rest up and get ready and do what they do, get their home field in the playoffs, beat the teams, go back to the Super Bowl like always. I mean – just what they do. So it's just Sony for me in this spot for New England. I mean, what about a guy like even James White or Rex Burkhead? To me, like, Rexy started to get a little bit more involved lately. Mangone, do you have any interest in any of these guys from New England? Because it's always tough to play these guys. Yeah. Um, so Michelle, he's definitely a guy that you can consider. He's, he actually, the news just came out, he's playing. So, uh, you know, if you wanted to play him before now you can play him. The one guy I'm kind of debating with that you guys haven't talked about, like this is a 30 total and it's the dolphins. Uh, I mean, I get it. He's got a noodle arm, but Tom Brady's kind of in play today. No, I think. it's not. No, I think he really is. Again, it's against the dolphins. It, they, they, their offense looked a lot better last week. You can't argue that. And with these young receivers, they want to get them reps. They want to make sure that they're ready for the playoffs. I could see them throwing the ball more here than, than you, you'd expect. Uh, it wouldn't surprise me at all. You see them trying to get those young guys involved towards the end of the game. And again, like, I mean, I don't think Fitzpatrick is going to, you know, get the job done. I don't think he's going to, you know, go out there, chuck the ball and score points on the Patriots. But there's a chance he could, right? He's been looking really good. So uh, if he puts the pressure on Brady, then they'd obviously have to throw a little more. So like I said, quarterback's kind of ugly and Brady's cheaper. So I don't hate him today. I think he's in the conversation. I don't, and he hasn't really been in the conversation at all this season for me. Uh, week 17, I'm not putting him in the conversation for me. And I can't wait uh, the second week of the playoffs. I can't wait to not put him in the conversation there either. Tony, are you playing any Brady? I couldn't even imagine playing Tom Brady. Yeah, it's not time. a tournament play at all. It's not. It's like, more of a cash play. It's a, it's a 30 total. Like, it's, it's you right. got to consider it. What do you get points for what the total is? Just, I mean, it, it, it's shown all the data shows that when all the data shows that when your total is higher, that it helps the quarterback more and more, and it creates a safer floor in cash games. It, it, it all shows that, so it's definitely oh. it's something you have to at least talk about. It's gonna be a rough day for you if you played noodle today. I mean, like I said, I I don't know if in I'm gonna cash do it, games, but, it'll be a rough day for you. 
Yeah, the problem is like the debate is it's Brady versus Wentz, right? And you probably have to go into Wentz. It depends if you actually like it. I couldn't even imagine playing Brady over Wentz. Like I just puked, I puked in my mouth a little thinking about it. Yeah, yeah just, I mean, just play Wentz here. Like, oh, I I don't really play like, Noodle. Like, this I don't is what I said like about Dion last week. Don't play Noodle. I agree. I'm just saying it's a conversation, I think. Oh, I don't think it's a con- I think it's a conversation to have at least, but that's just my opinion. All right, Cleveland at Cincinnati, a game that nobody's going to be watching outside of the fantasy world. 43.5 point total. The Browns, no, yeah, the Browns, three point favorites. I don't think we're going to see another billion touchdowns for Andy Dalton this week. Tyler Boyd, I don't think, is going to be the highest scoring wide receiver out there. Cleveland does stink, though. Nick Chubb, I'm surprised, Tony, that Nick Chubb is projected for such low ownership. Like, why is nobody playing Nick Chubb today? I think it's just one of these spots where you just don't know what Cleveland's going to do. I mean, they're they're disasters. Let's just be honest. They're going to fire their coach too. Like Freddie Kitchens is going to be one and done in Cleveland. I, the weird. Have you seen some of these quotes though? Where the it makes you think they might not, which is so Cleveland. I don't. I, we'll see what happens. But Cleveland's been a disaster. I think Chubb's fine, but man, it, it's tough to pull that trigger on a running back from Cleveland. As bad as they they just want to get to the finish line. And it's been a rough year for these guys. If he's really this low, I mean, I think you can play him, but I'm going up for McCaffrey. So I don't think, and I like Aaron Jones. So it's tough for me to pay up for Chubb. Yeah. I mean, I'm just looking at a guy who legitimately could get 150 and two and is in a great matchup. And like, I'm not really sure why nobody's playing him. Mangone on this Cleveland side, are you looking at Chubb? Are you looking at any of these wide receivers? I mean, it's, this is an ugly game, but to me, I, I just think Chubbs is a really good tournament player. He definitely makes sense in tournaments, right? Like if, if this was like week 13, it would make sense, but everyone's just worried, right? Because of what's going on with the Browns and this game doesn't really matter. So um, I think Landry's kind of in play too. I think he's a decent play you can end up going to. He's one of those guys, like I kind of fell in that range on my last receiver and I was like, sure. Like uh, I wouldn't hate Be careful. Him. I don't say watch the weather too often, but the weather's pretty nasty here too. Yeah, I don't like the rock. something to look but... at. I, I forgot to look in the morning. Let's, that's, let's... that's just better for Nick Chubb, baby. Like, it's dumping rain out there. Seriously, it, it would be good for Chubb because it is pouring out there right now. Yeah, so so check that out. Uh, it's, it's, it's orange there. So check what we're all saying on that. We're not the weather people. Um, but, yeah, I think on the uh, the Bengals side, yeah, like, I know you uh, you don't want me to say the hoop plays. I'm not talking about Alex Erickson, you know. That, that, I'm, I'm <laughs> Uh, look at that going in here 8 23 in the morning just dunking on people so yeah i'm I'm out on alex erickson but uh alex erickson i do i do love tyler boyd like hoop does though like i swear every week i play tyler boyd i just win money it's it's amazing like it doesn't matter he's he's quietly had a really good year yeah Yeah, dude he's the goat but uh i I don't know i don't see myself getting to tyler boyd this week uh i've seen i've seen him fall in some lineups but i'm not in on tyler boyd and this game in general i just think this is kind of an ugly game I mean, what about Joe Mixon? Like, the dude just seeing a ton of usage right now. I know last week, you know, he had the old Miami flu. Or, um... That saved me so much money getting that report. <laughs> oh, I, I very, went I from literally every team that. to no team. Yeah, I didn't have him anywhere either, but it still didn't matter because I loaded it up on the uh, Seahawks-Cardinals game. But, like, I mean, this week, Tony, it feels like against Cleveland, a team that stinks defensively, why is nobody playing? Bengals can win too, which is something yeah. no one's talking about. They already got that Joe Burrow pick locked up, so I think the Bengals win today too. Like I don't understand why Cleveland's favored. The Bengals have been better than Cleveland the last month. Cleveland's tanked. Cleveland wants to get to the finish line, like I said. And the Bengals have played hard. Even last week, they were getting killed, 
and they somehow come back and force overtime in that game, win our boy Cheese a, a good chunk of money. And I like the Bengals again. I need to check on the weather with Roth after this show. But, I mean, you got John Ross getting a ton of volume, Mixon getting a ton of volume, Boyd getting a ton of volume, and all these guys – John Ross, actually, they got him projected 17%. Wow. But, yeah, I, I like Mixon. I like Mixon a ton. Yeah, John, we should talk about John Ross because, you know, the Twitter sphere, anybody who wanted to sound smart this week, all they said was, man, look at all those air yards for John Ross. And it was just, like, really obnoxious. On yeah, John, John Ross is super in play on FanDuel. Like, he's, he's mispriced. He's 5200 over there. So, that, oh, that's worth mentioning. Yeah, yeah that, that's, that's just cheap. too cheap of a price tag. He's that, like, cheap 5K. I like that a ton. Yeah, yeah, I'm definitely looking at him a ton. Uh, I, I forgot to mention him. Uh, so no Alex Erickson. We'll go to we'll go to John. 9K over on Imagine Fashion. playing Alex Erickson over a guy like John Ross, <laughs> who actually but, is killed. By the way, I looked, I looked last week at an Alex Erickson building. I kept looking at it. I was like, I can't do this. I can't do it. Every, every yeah, time. You, there's some buttons you can't click, and I feel like Alex Erickson is that button. All right, Atlanta at Tampa, 47.5 point total. Tampa Bay, one point favorite at home. And Tony, over under two and a half interceptions for Jameis today. After he said he wants thirty million too this summer, but I, hey, so do I. <laughs> everyone did, didn't everyone send that on Twitter? Same, yeah. But yeah, I mean, I say this every week, and I'm glad you just brought it up. But why am I not just playing Atlanta's defense against Jameis? I mean, every week, if if we just simplify it and say, I know he's going to turn it over a few times. Defense is highly a ton of variance. And I never, I always forget until he throws two picks, and then I'm like, why did I not just play this defense? And again, like no one's going to play Atlanta. I mean, maybe they will. Atlanta's Atlanta's D can't be very popular. They're kind of expensive, but they're playing Jameis, so I I think you can easily play their D. And I like their passing game. I mean, they've played hard for the last two months. They've played hard. Well, I have no idea what their record was, like one and seven or whatever it was. Yeah, it was trash, whatever it was. They saved their coach's job, though. They came out and said he's going to keep his job. They played hard all year. I think they'll play hard and win here. I don't. This is another game I don't really understand why Tampa is even – why is Atlanta not – I feel like I'm going to have a good week betting because these games just seem easy to me. Like Atlanta – is going to win this football game. They've played harder. Tampa's got all backups in there. I just don't – I don't understand why Atlanta's not going to crush. Somebody tell me why. Man, go, go for it. You're doing all the sharp side stuff. Yeah, I mean, I'm on the Atlanta side too. Like, uh, and I'm with you, right? Let's just take the variance out and play the Atlanta defense. Uh, <laughs> it just makes sense. But uh, I don't have the Atlanta defense like on my line. It's a tournament play because they're expensive. But, like, you have to play at least some Atlanta defense. Hey, they can be a t- if they go for twenty, they're going to be a tournament play. Yeah. Um. Oh, never mind. This Odell Beckham just popped up and it said expected to play. I thought it didn't said the opposite. So uh, never mind. He, he's in. But uh, yeah, I think Atlanta. Obviously, Ryan and Winston. Those are like two of the quarterbacks that I'm considering. But um, obviously, they're in like games that don't matter. But I'm expecting them to just keep chucking the ball and, and going back and forth. Right. That's what both these offenses want to do. So. Uh, part of me just like is looked at like yeah like talked about the Packers right making that maybe my stack like part of me is just like I want to just stack up this game I don't care that like it's a game that doesn't matter maybe people just go away from it because of that uh, Julio's a guy obviously you have to love uh, gonna be a big fan of him and Watson too on the uh, Bucks right he's the number two receiver he's still priced pretty good uh, and I think he's seen you know a healthy amount of targets he's a guy I would definitely look at as well so like Watson a ton too those are kind of like the three guys I'm honing in on on this game. Yeah, I mean, it's weird because I've just been fading Brashad Perriman every week, and it's obviously just been a complete disaster. 
Tony, what are you doing with Paravin this week? Because I, uh, I don't know. I don't, I'm sick of fading this guy, but I don't think I can pay six, seven for Brashad Paravin. Yeah, I mean he's looked good, so I think he he's definitely in play. And yeah, I mean this game definitely has a chance to be the winner. I know neither team has anything to play for, but both teams have kind of showed that they're gonna they're gonna play it out and they're gonna at least compete. So I think this game could easily shoot out. I like the Atlanta side way more, but. I'm okay with Tampa too. And of course, Austin Hooper, he's in play and man, go, we got to go right back to OJ Howard one last time in 2019, right? Oh man, please. No. I, I, again, uh, Tony, part, no okay, forget uh, you. OJ is definitely in play. Like he has to be. I, I get it. I guess cause like all my bills, I mean, I just don't even know what, know any other tight ends. I'm like Dallas Goddard. Like I just literally am jamming him in everywhere. So, yeah. So. No, I, I mean, I get it with Goddard and we'll get to him later, but 15 targets over the last two weeks. For OJ Howard in a really good matchup, four three. I'm going to be willing to roll the dice there. I said it all week too. This guy has to be the most uncoordinated person I've ever seen in my life. Like he's so athletic, and he just a couple of those catches last week where it hits him in like the forearm and the helmet, and <laughs> it's just embarrassing how bad the hands this guy has. Wait, are you, t- are you telling me the just- athleticism of like George Mirasan or something? You know, are, are, Big T, are you telling <laughs> no, me not you- athleticism because he's athletic, but it's like. Or the coordination, I mean. Yeah, the, he's just not the, – the coordination of George Mirasan. Big T, is he, is he uh, you know, Clay Harbor uh, playing you in hoops? Uh, oh, that's exactly what it's like, actually. It's probably how Clay looks in football. Like, I, the dude didn't coordinate it. Hey, are we are we all excited, by the way? We're about six weeks away from the RG hoop game where he's going to show up, get everybody sick, and then, you know, turn Cam's ankle. Oh, man. Was, was he responsible for Cam's ankle? Was uh, that him? No, it's not totally my fault, but he jumped. I was in the play, right? Like uh, he was jumping for the ball and I was there. So I guess you could blame me technically. If you're blaming anyone, uh, I guess I'm getting the credit. <laughs> all right. Well, that's all right. That's why none of us got raises this year. Thanks a lot, Mango. <laughs> Jerk. All right. Jets at the Bills, 36 and a half point total. The Bills, one and a half point favorites. And my God, I don't care about this game at all. Tony, do you? You're supposed to make your joke like you make every game when it's a 36 This game is so ugly. I don't even – I can't even joke about it, man. I look at this game and I just get sad. That's all it is. I get yeah. sad. I mean, so, so the game definitely – I couldn't even imagine playing a Bills guy. It's another game that I don't think the Bills should be favored just because they're going to play backups. They don't care. I kind of like Lev Bell a little bit. He's super cheap. He wants to, I could see them like wanting to prove that the deal wasn't that bad and just giving he gets a ton of work every week. I mean, 25 and 21 carries the last two weeks against good defenses. I he's cheap, man. He's 5,800 on DK. I'm interested to hear what Mangone says from the cash side. I don't think he's going to play him, but I kind of like Lev Bell a little bit. Here. There is zero chance that Mangone is playing Levy on Bell. Are you kidding me? Yeah, I'm not playing that dusty dude. Uh, I, the, the problem is like Adam Gates doesn't like him. Like, they, they don't like each other at all, like absolutely hate each other. When, uh, when I was in Miami for the fantasy championship, uh, people were telling me that they met Le'Veon Bell at the club, and they said like that Le'Veon Bell's like entourage was just like, yeah, we hate Adam Gase. Like it, it's a bad relationship. Like I'm just not in on that. Yeah, boots on the ground for <laughs> I'm not flirting around with that. I mean, man. he hates like, him so much that he gave him 29 looks last week. I mean, <laughs> I guess, you don't like but... 29 looks from your <laughs> yeah, running back? He's probably just trying to get him injured. Like, at this point. I'm, I'm out on Bell. Like I cannot met- – I mean, I get it, though. Like, he's, I like is he cheap on Yahoo, touch. too? I think he's really cheap on Yahoo, or at least he was last week in the revenge. Yeah, he's he 20 still... bucks. He's, he's 5,800 on DK for 29 touches against a backup defense. 
I'll admit, like, listen, I'm, I'm mainly playing cash. I'm not dabbling as much in the GVP life. So like, that's why I'm not really looking at Le'Veon Bell too much. Um, it, it's just such a dusty game. I like the Jets defense, right? Like that's where I'm going right now. I think the Jets defense is an awesome play here. So uh, that, that's kind of the spot I'm looking at right now. Why is, uh, why is Josh Allen playing? He can't play long. I yeah, think I mean, like, they I claim just, their starters are going to play, but it's got. I don't. Who's the backup for Buffalo? I, I did just see an article, or it's like a video here, something from the Athletic. Basically, he's going to like. He explained like what they're going to do with the young guys. Like, let me see if I can drop that in the chat. Or something. I just refuse to believe. Like I don't care what the coaches say in these situations. I just refuse to believe they're that dumb until I actually see it. Like until I see him get out there and play for two, three quarters, I just won't believe it. All right, Washington and Dallas, 45-and-a-half point total. Dallas, 12-and-a-half point favorites. Tony, I believe I was one week early on uh, the Zeke week because this is the week he's mispriced everywhere. You just play Zeke this week, right? I mean. Wow. Yeah, I think he's. Okay. Dallas is. You spot, talk about Dusty. Like, Dallas has quit on their coach. I can't believe they're favored by this many points, and they're going to be the most popular team of the week. So it's kind of like the perfect storm for me because I just think they've quit. I think they've quit. I wouldn't be surprised. Uh, people will laugh at this, but I wouldn't be surprised if Washington has a chance to win this football game. I mean, it, look, I had, Washington's trying. Case Keenum, we know he's going to chuck it. They play a high-variance style with Keenum in there. So I get it. Um, like, everything. is hurt, too. Like, why wouldn't they just stack the box? Washington's not that smart. They've, they've like, all, all they've been doing is just giving up 100 yard, 150 yard rushers every single week. Like it's this is a don't get cute spot to me. Like I'm just playing Zeke. I know Mangoan's on my side, by the way. I'm positive. Oh, I, I guarantee he like Zeke. Of course yeah, he likes Zeke because I mean, they got a Zeke. I mean, 9.3 like, team total, and they yeah, of course he likes them. Yeah, I only played him on Thanksgiving. Like that's it. Like uh, and now I'll get all my Zeke shares here. We'll, we'll finally load up and we'll, we'll finally win all the money here with him. So I think he's gonna crush. I, I love Zeke in this spot. I really like the Dallas defense too. Like uh, we know Case Keenum's not afraid to throw, right? Like I don't want these guys that are just you know trying to hand the ball off and go right to Cancun. I want these guys throwing the ball, you know, throwing interceptions. So, uh, yeah, I think this is a good spot for the Dallas defense. Nice correlation play there. The real question is Dak. Like, I want to know if he's, like, if he's healthy now. Like, he wasn't on the injury report the other day, but part of me feels like that was some crap. Uh, They were just doing that to, you know, kind of just, you know, just make it seem like he's healthy. But I'm a little worried about him. I know the projection show he's great, but the projection doesn't know he's hurt. Like, they have no idea – I think it's kind of risky in cash games. I'm still going back and forth on it. Curious what you guys think about his injury. Yeah, I mean, like, I'm not playing Dak today. I, I'm not – like, I have some interest in Amari, and I know Gallup got a lot of work last week. Amari, I know he's banged up. Really good matchup for him, though. And, again, huge team total. Like, Tony, are you interested in the passing game at all here? I, I know you. Never mind. You're just playing the uh, – Dude is hurt. His shoulder's hurt. He, did you watch him throw the football last week? I did. That's why I'm people like, just ignoring – like, do people not watch games anymore? No, people are ignoring that and looking – I'm telling you, so there are so many people, people like I trust, like that I'm like, I like to talk to and I like like their opinion and they like that. And I'm like, why are we risking There's this? a lot of really smart DFS players that win a ton of money that – don't watch the games though that don't know that he's hurt like I think that's my biggest edge is watching the games and sure my weakness is not being as numbers oriented as other people so my strengths are some of other people's weaknesses for sure and the vice versa but Dak is freaking hurt and Dallas has quit on their coach this is another spot where I'm glad this is chalky because I have no interest I could play Zeke 
I don't love him, but obviously I could play Zeke. I'd rather play Aaron Jones and McCaffrey is my issue. And I just doubt I just couldn't imagine playing Zeke's shoulders hurt. I, I mean, well, Dak, Dak. I was like, I, I didn't know. Okay, that makes more sense. No, Dak, I guess. Gina's saying uh, Smith is out. If Smith is out. Yeah, I mean, he's out too. That broke like five minutes ago. Oh, that broke. That's actually kind of scary. Yeah. Um, But we'll see. I guess. Uh, I think I mean, Washington I, can win outright. Like, this could be the weird game of the week where Washington just wins as a 12-point dog. Well, let's talk about this Washington side then, Tony, because, look, we've got Steve Sims chalk week. I brought it to you last week, this week. Um, I'm not sure I'm going to go there. Kevin Har- Kelvin Harbin's going to get some ownership at 3.9K. I've heard some people talking about Washington guys in cash. Um, Mango, what do you do with these guys in cash? Like, are you playing Sims in cash? Yeah, real quick, Dean's saying I'm taking his takes from last night. Like, I talked to you for, like, two, three hours about football. Like, of course your terrible takes are going to, like, come into my thoughts and ruin everything. Oh, so. that can't be good. I yeah. know, right? That's why I was that bringing That can't up- be good for you. I know, right? Um, but uh, Sims, yeah, I actually think Sims is a really good play uh, on both sides at his price. Like, he saw a bunch of targets. I was a little, like, uh, you know, I, I, I was a little indifferent on him, but – uh, the price is still right. I think it's better on DK than FanDuel. Uh, there's a lot of different 4K guys you can play, and I think Sims is one of those guys that you can consider. So, yeah, definitely think that Sims is in play. I also like Harmon a little bit, too. He's even cheaper. So uh, I think he's a guy that you could fall onto as a cheap option. And we think Keenum's going to sling the ball, right? He's going to throw it a ton. There's a little bit of narrative here, too, right? Uh, that game's in Dallas, and uh, Case Keenum's a, he's a Texas boy. So, oh, yeah, he's gonna he's gonna have some family. Does it still matter? Like Case Keenum has to be like thirty five or thirty six at this point, right? Like the dude's old. Like does it matter when you get to your mid thirties? Well, I mean, it's like Philip Rivers and Eli. Like this might be the last uh, last show here, man. They might be playing closing time on the he, way out. So Eli had his last show two weeks ago. Eli is done here. Tony, are you pl- what are you doing with Chalk Steven Sims in tournaments? Yeah, I, man, I, I don't know. Like I, I'm, I'm torn. I I don't think I'm playing him though. I sort of feel the same way. Four seven. I know the target's been there. It just seems like a lot. What was he last week when you recommended? What was his he price? Was, he was he was like expensive over on FanDuel, but on uh, DK he was four. I think. Yeah, like, yeah, I think he's okay, especially yeah. if you're playing. The problem is, so many people are going to play these Dallas guys and run it back with Sims. I don't want to play chalky Steven Sims. I want to play Crane 3% Steven Sims. Yeah, that's the thing. Like, last week I gave him to you at 1%, and he was cheaper. Now he's 21%. There's a, the, My guy that I like this week, Tony, I'm, I'm disappointed because there was a certain helicopter that took my play from last week, that uh, or from last night he posted about my helicopter play, but I, there's, I'm with him on that one. But, all right, let's move on. Philly at the Giants, 45.5 point total. Philly, 3.5 point favorites. And Mango in Philadelphia, they're out of players. Zach Ertz, he's out tonight. Greg Ward is their top receiver. Dallas Goddard at 4.9K. You mentioned it earlier. He's just the smash play of the week at tight end, right? Yeah, for sure. By the way, I, I, before we get to the game, uh, apparently Dak is getting he's getting shot up today. It says at least. Well, of course, he's getting like, shot yeah. up. Well, I mean, he's definitely hurt. Like totally. In, hurt. A, like, in other news, there's a day yeah. ending. Why? Yeah, j- j- just like reading this tweet, it's like yeah, he's totally hurt. I just just kind of reiterating what we were. How saying. can anyone like I'm I'm not being mean to people, but how can anyone think he's not hurt after they watched that game? He couldn't even throw. I mean, right now he doesn't feel a damn thing, so he's not hurt. <laughs> That's at the true. <laughs> he's gonna be feeling good. Yeah, for sure. Um, what, what, yeah. What did you guys what you guys watch the college yesterday when the dude came back out after he was limping and they're like, Oh, they retaped him. Oh, they re retaped him. Yeah. yeah that was 
But yeah. Uh, yeah, the Dallas Goddard's like, yeah, everyone is jamming him in. He's, you know, one of the better tight end plays like Greg Ward too. Like these like guys with the fresh legs, right? I, I love all the, you know, guys that come in there. They look good and they have fresh legs. Uh, I, I want to be in on Greg Ward. I think he's still a really good play at his price. I still think he's not priced up as much as he could be, right? You could see him at 5.5K and be like, yeah, that's someone that I, I still would consider playing basically because he's the number one receiver there against a terrible giant secondary. And then there's Carson Wentz and, uh, you know, Big T said it all. The guy's just out here balling with, uh, you know, basically no one out there. You can basically take all the guys Green, in the RJ Green party. And at it too. It's, a, uh, it's another guy that if you watch the games and think he sucks, like, I don't know what to tell you. Yeah, I mean, listen, Tony, he's not a top three quarterback, but he's really – Well, top three is a pretty – I mean, You said that, really, though. Like, you were on the wood I think show. he is. If they redrafted, like, right now for, for quarterbacks, like, for the future, too, I, I would take him top three. Yeah, all right, certainly. Carson Wentz or Ryan Tannehill, who are you going with, Tony? <laughs> I mean <laughs> – Well, you didn't even answer. You're being serious? Why in the world would I take Ryan Tannehill over Carson? I thought you were joking. Is that for today or redrafting? What are we we talking about? All right. All right. I'm just messing around. All right. um, Yeah, another guy that, Tony, you and I have been talking about this guy for a month now, and nobody's playing Miles Sanders again today. Um, Everybody's going to play Goddard. I like Goddard, of course, but you have to like Sanders as well, right? I've said the same thing for a month about these Philly guys. (laughs) They're playing the Giants today, too, in a must-win spot. Sure, these guys are scrubs, a few of these guys. I mean, Sanders and Goddard aren't scrubs, but the rest of these dudes are scrubs. It's crazy that Ertz is out now, too, because these guys have to get volume against a Giants defense that who knows what we're going to get. They've been bad for a lot of the season. They could be really bad today. And you got all these guys down here. No one's going to play Josh Perkins. And he's 2,500 at tight end. He's going to get volume, I promise you. I, yeah, Goddard's a smash. I'm playing him. Miles Sanders is going to smash. Greg Ward is going to smash. All these guys are going to smash, which makes playing Carson Wentz just such a good cash play, I think, and tournament. I just – Carson Wentz has to be the cash play to me. He just – he's going to chuck it. They're going to throw it to all these scrub dudes. And I, I think Josh Perkins is a really good 1% play. Yeah, he'll even be less than 1%. On the Giants' side – Man, going, what are we doing with these guys? Because I like Darius Slayton a little bit today at no ownership. He's the kind of guy I like against Philly. But it's just tough to get excited about any of these guys. Yeah, you know who the guy I was going to kind of get on on the Giants side is Golden Tate, right? A little revenge there, right? He was he was an eagle, so uh, at least I'm pretty sure he was. Right? He's been, like, on every team. Yeah, man. he had a cup of coffee right before the Giants, right? So He, he, was, he killed was... – the last time these two teams played, it was yeah. a showdown game, and he killed me. He did literally nothing. Oh, did he? Well, I, mean, I don't even he... know if he had a catch. I don't know. I, I think he could be interesting here, but I mean, like Shepard, Slayton, like you don't know which guy's going to be the guy. For being honest, it's literally Slayton. a real. Like, yeah, I like you Slayton. This a lot team with deep guys. I've watched Philly yeah. so close the last like month just because of all this. They they get beat with these athletic dudes like Slayton, not not the underneath yeah, guys. It's, it's Slayton this week. Um, at four nine, he's too cheap. Also, like he's got big time upside. I mean, wait, we should be talking about Daniel Jones. All the dude does is either crush or get crushed every week. I think yeah. this game shoots out. I, I do. I, I know I. they probably won't because Philly has no players, but I think this game could shoot out easy. Yeah, so Slayton, like I said, I I, I just I saw the targets last week and I was so upset, but I maybe I should listen to you guys on that one. Because like I said, I'm looking at playing one of these Giants receivers in, in my in my main tournament team. I think it's a really good call to go with one of these guys. I, I think this game gets a lot of production, and I think one of these receivers has a really big day. So just trying to figure that out is what I'm – trying to do because i'm not playing barkley right because i'm playing these other running backs and which makes barkley a great tournament play i mean he's super priced up and he's been really good yeah. but 
Uh, I'm not playing Barkley in this. Yeah, I, I just can't really get behind Barkley this week. All right, let's move on. To- so good. Like, Saquon is going to be 5% owned. And he's They're just such so a pass good. funnel, though, man. Yeah, like, this, you can just this is the spot I'm him. jumping off, man. Like, it's yeah, it's a great last jump off. Yeah. All right, Pittsburgh at Baltimore, 36.5 point total. Pittsburgh, one point favorites. And, Tony, I assume this is your favorite game of the week. <laughs> You, you were telling me to play friggin' RG three on. Yeah, I backed uh, well. No. Apparently, they're gonna get uh, they're gonna get Trace McSorley involved. So thankfully, the Ravens are likely saving me for myself. Um, yeah, that would be a terrible idea, Crane. You're, you're lucky. This you game might be the worst game of the year. Fantasy. I'm not playing anybody in this game. Or can we just move on? Yeah, let's move on. Man. I legitimately right. think this game could be the worst game of the year, fantasy wise. All right, we're not playing anybody from this game. Tennessee at Houston, forty-four point total. Tennessee, six and a half point favorites, and of course, Mister Derrick Henry, he's going to be returning this week. Tennessee, they got a lot to play for because where is it? If they, uh, where is it? Oh man, I lost it. I lost. They win their end. Yeah, they win their end. Sorry, I've got my sheet here and I cannot find yeah. the Titans site. There it is. Win in, and then they. Uh, they lose they can screw themselves so houston of course sitting guys tennessee six and a half point favorites tony our boy derrick henry man nobody's playing him this week and uh we know tennessee likes to hand it off anyways and now in a game that they have to win this spreads up to seven and a half now by the way yeah i mean derrick henry's really interesting this week for tournaments so uh, I did the print factory earlier. We did XM this week and the spread was sitting at three and a half all week. And people kept saying Houston's playing their dudes. And I just kept beating the drum, like pound Tennessee. Houston is not playing these dudes. I kept saying, and then finally the news breaks yesterday, the spread, the spread moves. So hopefully people got on that at three and a half. Cause we were pounding it all week. Yeah. And same thing with Derrick Henry. This team needs to win. Houston is not playing their guys and their defense sucks on top of it. How is no one playing Derrick Henry? I, I think because everybody, you know, on Tuesday or Wednesday, everybody decided that they were playing Zeke and Aaron Jones, and those guys are great plays. But, like, you know, Sunday morning, all of a sudden, we've got a workhorse running back at 5% ownership in a great matchup, and nobody's playing the dude. I I, I love it. I think this week is – I love week 17. There's so many good plays today. If there's a week to ever get off these chalk guys, week 17 is it? Like, I couldn't yeah, imagine putting up a chalk tournament team. And yet you're still loading up on Aaron Jones. I am not. I never said that. Okay. I'm not loading up on Aaron Jones either. I'm playing Devontae Adams. Mango, what are you doing here? Um, you've been you've been eerily quiet during the Derrick Henry discussion. Man, I'll say this, like, uh, based on what Big T said, if I can't get off the chalk in tournaments this week, like, I don't think I'll ever be able to get off it. Like, oh, man. You never will, right? Like, if you can't get off the chalk this week, then you just can't do it. It's probably, like, lack of tournament preparation because I'm definitely just focusing more on cash. That would maybe be be the reason. But the Derrick Henry thing is interesting because I I was listening to the Prim Factor and you said that I was like, you know, he brings up a really good point here. Like, why are we not just playing Derrick Henry? especially with Houston, they're, they're totally quitting, right? Like, none of these guys are playing. Like, A.J. McCarron's going to be in there. I mean, like, and I debated, listen, I looked at A.J. McCarron for a second. I was like, you know, can I do it? He's 6K on FanDuel. But, uh, yeah, I don't know. I don't think I can actually stomach that. But, uh, yeah, Derrick Henry at, you know, 8.8K on FanDuel. 
DraftKings do, he's interesting. The problem on DK is he just doesn't get the PPR, right? That's like the one concern you have. And Dude, that's why I think when, he, will, when he goes for 180 and two, it doesn't matter. He might get like three or four today. I get it, but like that's what the content is. A lot of this content around the industry is all DraftKings based, right? And it's just like the PPR doesn't fit his game. So like that's why he's just not getting talked up as much. I think he's an amazing tournament play. He's when I heard Tony say it, I was like, man, like I better get some Derrick Henry. The problem is, like I said, I want Zeke and I want Aaron Jones, right? Those are two of the guys. It's it's simple. Like I always wonder with you cash people, like how is it not simple just to build your same cash team? play Derrick Henry over Aaron Jones and play one low owned receiver over one of your trucks. Like, how is that not easy? No, I, that's, that's kind of how I typically build like my main tournament team. It's very similar to my cash team. Uh, it's yeah. like a three V three, four V four, two V two off of it. Play like a low owned quarterback receiver with Henry. Like, and there's your tournament team right along. You don't have to do anything else. It, yeah, exactly. Uh, and there's one that we'll get to that I've kind of honed in on that I like a ton. Uh, but uh, yeah, I think Henry's a great play and we should, you know, we have to talk much more about it. I think he's an amazing tournament. On the Houston side, I will say I don't hate Kenny Stills. It it bothers me a little bit that AJ McCarron's in there since he has the arm strength of Mangone. But um, did you guys see this Ertz <laughs> this new Ertz yes. story where it says he not only has a cracked rib but a lacerated kidney? <laughs> but he's not worked out. <laughs> what kind of football players are tougher than us, man? A lacerated <laughs> kidney, yeah. Poor Philly this year. I'm, I'm just letting you guys know if I have a cracked rib or a lacerated kidney. <laughs> I ain't showing up for this show. Like, y'all can be on your own. I'm just, oh, I'm going to be in bed. I got a cough this morning, and I don't even want to be here. So, yeah. I, like, by, by the way, one last guy we didn't talk about in this game is is Kike Kute. He's going to be kind of – I think he's going to end up being a little chalky because uh, if Hopkins ends up sitting, which I think he's, you know, probably going to, it sounded like they said. So, I think Kute is going to be a guy at 3.3K is like the cheap receiver that people might gravitate to. Yeah, I don't hate that. I just wish AJ McCarron wasn't throwing him the football. Um, oh, yeah, one last thing, Tannehill. Uh, Tannehill needs to throw 206 yards through the air. He will earn a $750,000 bonus. If he throws four, 456 yards, he'll receive a $1 million bonus. Ooh. Zero touchdowns get him another 500K. Uh, Zero touch- touchdowns? Yeah. Three, I bet he can get that. Three touchdowns get him 750K, and five get him $1 million. So, That's fine, but I guarantee they're going to keep putting in Derrick Henry's belly. I'm they don't give a damn. Just, just, just saying, maybe Ryan, maybe Ryan Tannehill checks out of all that stuff, and uh, you know goes for. A all right, we got we got four games left in ten minutes, so let's get a moving. Uh, Colts at the Jaguars, forty-one and a half point total. Indianapolis six point favorites. Rankel Armstead is the chalk this week, and Tony, you and I did those exit shows all summer, and all I did was draft Rankel Armstead in best ball, and here we are, week seventeen, when best ball is over, and he's finally getting a shot. Four four chalk Rankel Armstead, thirty-eight percent projected ownership. What are you doing with the savings if you play Rykel Armstead, Tony? Are you taking him? Yeah, I mean, first of all, I think he clearly fits in the optimal build because everyone's going to go up for some of these receivers. It's just how it's just how the cash build goes, and I, I don't blame it. Like, that's what the optimal should be. But I think that's where there's some value. I mean, we named all these top running backs that are going to smash. Everyone, You just go a different construction, and you got a chance to ship a tournament. So by not playing him and maybe going up for all three running backs one week, like maybe you play three dudes and go down at receiver, anything to be different off that clear cash build where it's clear he's going to be 40 to 50% owned, and it makes sense. So, yeah, he's a good play, and he's cheap. But 
I don't know how much I'm going to have. It, it's kind of like, kind of he, like. Here's a question for you, Tony. So he's he's 4.5k on Fanduel, and then DK he's 4.4k. Oh, so Fanduel infinitely better. You got to play infinitely him, better. Yeah. So what do you do with him in tournaments? Because like that's totally I just a different. Play him. I mean, because he's just min priced. Like a lot okay. of times, if it's if I don't think I can fade it. Like if I just, it's just too cheap. Like it's just, it does too much for your team. Yeah, it's just such a different a conversation for that price. That's that good. So I just play him when it's like that. I should have clarified. Yeah, it's a different conversation over there on Fanduel. Like I think there's merit even in cash games that can consider fading Armstead. I found a way to fade Armstead in my current cash game build that I'm considering right now. So um, I think it's sort of kind of in play on uh, DK. So yeah, I don't think Armstead's a You can't fade player. him really on Yahoo either at 10. Like it's tough to fade when they're that cheap compared to the structure, but DK, I, I think he's a pretty good fade. Yeah. I mean, fantasy draft, he's priced over at eight, eight. It's, you know, just double over on DK. And uh, yeah. yeah, I it's t- especially on a sl- site where you can play four running backs. It's awfully tough to fade him over there. It's not like the other sites where you're locked into three. Depends, um, he can easily bust too. Like Jacksonville is a total disaster. So yeah, I mean, I wouldn't be, like, super confident that he gets – I think you can take advantage of the projections this week. Like, people still look at projections. There are high, tons of variants this week. Yeah, and one, uh, thing, one thing projections are doing, people are, like, overhyping his projection, and the reason why is they want to make sure people get Armstead in their, in their like, scripts, right, when they're running their teams because yeah. he's a good play. Like, that's why they want to. So, uh, yeah, definitely take advantage of that because I think he's a little overprojected compared to uh, how the site should happen. Yeah, DJ well, like, Snark- If I told you right now, he's got – he's projected, what, 16, 16 on, on like, Cardi's the Blitz. Like, I would sign up – I'd sign up so fast to bet that under. Oh, Like, yeah. 16 points? Yeah, I mean – Could be a decent projection, but I'll take the under and take my chances. I agree with you on that 100%. I think DJ Shark is interesting. You could even pair him with Minshew, Tony. I'm going to pair somebody with Minshew this week. And on I like the, it. And on the Colts side, I don't really like anybody. So let's move on. Uh, we got three games left. We got to we got to fly, guys. Arizona at the Rams, 45 point total. The Rams, seven point favorites at home. And Tony, we've been talking about it a lot. I don't. Are they actually going to play Jared Goff this week? Like it feels like Blake Bortles is going to end up being subbed in, right? I just – they worry me because two weeks ago when they had these dudes in, and I'm still pissed about it because I had good teams that got screwed from it, but they were playing these dudes down 30 after Dallas pulled all their guys. And I, I just – I don't know what to think about the Rams, but I'm not messing with it. I just – who knows what they're going to do. I think you can play Higby for sure in this yeah. matchup, but he's expensive, and I don't even know if I need him. Uh, I don't trust the Rams. I mean – I feel like if you are willing to tinker with a lot of your lineups later, I think backloading a lot of your lineups in like leaving room for a guy like Bortles, I think is really interesting because if Bortles plays in this match, you're not, you're not getting Bortles crane. I mean, you haven't heard it. If you haven't heard it by now, I don't think you're getting it. Why would you get it out of nowhere? Because it's week 17. I mean, they, Sean McVay is probably sleeping in. He just hasn't announced it yet. He probably put a note under his door. Like, it's just uh, – I just I just don't think it makes any sense. Because like, when, when you play a quarterback, you give them, like, the work all week in practice, and, like, they're they're the guy. Like, I don't know. I don't yeah, they even practice this week. They're just so sad that last year they were in the Super Bowl. This year they're just, you know, going home. They're going to get beat by Arizona. Like, it's just – yeah, what, what about Hundley on the opposite side? No, there's chatter about him today, which I don't love, but I figured it out. I love week seven. Why can't every week be week seven? <laughs> I don't get the Hundley thing that much. I really don't. Oh, 
Yeah, I mean Hunley, I guess is fine. Like it's how could you play Hunley? Like don't play freaking Hunley, dude. He runs the Rams. Wow. They might be sitting guys. I think people are just going crazy at quarterback. I just, I mean, we're playing Noodle Arm. We're playing freaking Hunley. Oh man! Listen, I, listen. I'll say this. Like I, I, I don't know if Cardi. I don't know if Cardi's like product had it but like this is a week like you have to like feel like you can't just trust projections like that's the one thing uh, no this is yeah. actually don't like, like yeah they, they can't you said it best man going like projections can't quantify injuries and people how much they're gonna play like the projections if there's ever a week for tournaments it's this week throw those out yeah yep um on the arizona side are we playing anybody is Kenyon drake gonna score another 50 points this week Probably. That, that's yeah, the reason I don't love Hunley because I can just see them keep leaning on Drake and just like calling it a day. I mean, I know obviously it's, we don't know what the Rams are going to do exactly too. They're probably going to rest their their, their uh, defensive guys. So kind of have to wait and see what they're going to do with that. I know Ramsey's sitting, but like will Donald sit and all those other guys? Like, I, I don't know if they're all going to sit. So we'll have to see. Man, when Bortles starts this week and you guys don't have him, you're going to be awfully sad. Well, listen, I had a Bortles team I love, so I'll be super pissed. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, like I, I, I want him to play, but it's not oh. happening. All right, Oakland at Denver, 41-point total. Denver, three-and-a-half-point favorites at home. I love Cortland Sutton this week. I love that he's priced up because nobody's going to play him. Uh, DeAndre Washington, 5-2. The price has come up a little bit, but probably not enough. Uh, Tony, really quick, because we only got a few minutes left. What are we doing with this game? Yeah, you just said the only two I got in my player pool, DeAndre. who I, I like these top running backs. So, to be honest, all my tournament teams, I'm trying to get up for three running backs and down at receiver a little yep. bit. Just because the, it's the opposite of what people are doing. But I like DeAndre and Sutton. I, I liked him before. We talked on the radio, I think, the other day how we liked Sutton. And then the helicopter comes out with Mr. Sutton. I definitely like him today. I, I love Sutton this week. The helicopter only got me over to home. Yeah, I was pretty much going to have a ton of Sutton anyway. And, yeah, we're going to keep doing it. Mangone, anybody interested in this game for you real quick? Yeah, I like Sutton in cash games, and I it, like Drew Locke and Sutton. That that was my low owned like tournament combo that I think maybe I don't hate it. Out. Yeah, man, like uh, I'm down to take that helicopter ride with Ian Harditz, man. I'll, I'll I'll hop on a board and uh, you know check out the view from above because it's gonna be a good time. <laughs> Drew Locke, you're getting three carries a game too. Don't hate it. Uh, the Sunday night game, San Francisco at Seattle, forty five and a half point total. San Francisco three point favorites. Obviously, this game all the marbles for the NFC West and. Uh, my God, Tony, like Seattle just screwed me so much last week, but I, it's tough for me not to like Russ this week in a week, you know, like Marshawn Lynch is their starting running back. Aren't they finally going to let Russ throw the football, Tony? Oh, you never know with Seattle. And, I uh, love Russ this week. Dude, I'm just not thinking. I love Russ this week. Yeah, I, I'm super on San Francisco. I, I think San Francisco really makes a statement on D. I think he. I think he's fine. Like the, in theory, they should throw a ton, and no one's going to play this game like they always don't at night, especially this week. So I, I get that. I mean, you can combo it up nice, a couple of targets, but I'm not playing Russ, dude. I you, oh, Russ is the best player in fantasy draft this week. Like, just play Russ, man. Go, come on, come on with me, baby. Uh, I mean, sure. I, There's I so many cupcake matches. Why are you playing against the Niners D with all these cupcakes? It's a Sunday Russ- night game. I, I, I don't know. I don't, I'm not in love with that game. I get I get it on like the sites that you can play. Mango hasn't that. even looked at this game yet. Yeah, There's not, no way that I'm not. I'm not in on this game. I'd rather go back to the Raiders and talk about like Hunter Renfro or something. You know all right. Well, I mean? we're not going to do that. Why? Because we got to make way for Dean and some poor guy that has to work with Dean. I'm so sorry about that. That's just the 
brutal. I want to thank you guys for joining us. YouTube, like, subscribe, click nice beard or comment with nice beard, beard, Mangone. Uh, Tony, it's been a great season, man. Tony, two snaps. Thanks for joining me. Mango, thank you for filling in today. Give we- us a windmill, Big T. Close us out with a big windmill. I told you, it's got to happen organically. You can't just like There's so roll many it dusty off. plays. Come on. Tony's sitting there. He's mad that his boy Trump made fun of the windmills. It's been very awkward around the Niehaus household all week. So uh, we got to. perfect that he did that. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> By the way, I want to make sure and thank Fantasy Draft. They've been sponsoring the show all season. Rake free DFS. Guys, Rake has just been. It's been getting silly out there. And uh, Fantasy Draft, they're doing rake-free DFS. Make sure you check them out. Honestly, some of your first money every week should be going to Fantasy Draft. But, uh, yeah, thanks, Johnson, for the show all week. Mango and Tony, thanks for joining me. I'm Eric. Thanks for the D-Train for producing. We'll catch you all later. Peace. Fantasy Bar 6 of my favorite place for week 17 over on Yahoo. We're going to hammer the mid-range here, give some guys in that pricing tier. My favorite value plays on the slate. What game am I stacking up here this week? And who is my top play of the week? Belly up to Fantasy Bar and find out. Welcome in, guys. Week 17 edition Beers Daily Fantasy six-pack, last six-pack of the regular season here on Yahoo. We're back with six guys fresh off the tap for you. Hope everybody had a great Christmas and an early Happy New Year's to everybody out there. Now, before we get into the place for Week 17, guys, do me a favor. A couple things on YouTube. Hit that subscribe button. Make sure you get notified when the videos are coming out. Also, if you enjoy the Fantasy Bar this week, any other week, whatever it is, if you've stopped by, you're checking out the video, all I ask in return, click that thumbs up button, guys. It really helps us out, and I greatly appreciate it. Now, quick look back at Week 16, and some good hits on the running backs. Devontae Freeman, Marlon Mackpot put a lot of stock in that Seattle-Arizona game. Obviously, disappointed in a lot of spots there. So, it's what happens when you stack. It can go off, it can go off the rails, and that's what happened there for Seattle, unfortunately, and for those lineups over on Yahoo. So, let's turn the page now. Week 17, let's start fresh here at the running back position with Joe Mixon of the Bengals. It's a nice $25 price point here on Joe Mixon, and the guys that burned people in the previous week, I love going back to them. Got the touches, just did not get things done for Joe Mixon. Was not feeling well. Little little case of the stomach bug, so maybe that had something to do with it. But what I see are the touches here. 20 or more touches now in four straight games for Joe Mixon. We know the Bengals, whether they're winning, losing, getting blown out, they're going to give the ball to Joe Mixon here regardless. And the matchup, perfect here with Cleveland. Bottom 10 in fantasy points given up to the running back position. We don't have to worry about the Bengals' motivations here. They have already locked up the number one pick. So do they want to win? Do they want to lose? I think this game against their rival, why not put one more loss here? On the Cleveland Browns, think Cincinnati going to come out highly motivated and ride their horse here in Joe Mixon. Just $25, too cheap in my opinion, here over on Yahoo. All right, let's go to the wide receiver position. Stay in that same pricing tier with Cortland Sutton of the Broncos, $21. So 10 targets in each of the last two games hasn't resulted in huge box scores, but 
you give me 10 targets here against the Oakland Raiders, I think good things can happen. And what I really like here, this game going to be completely off the radar. We have a ton of games to choose from on this slate. Every single team in play here. So this is a game I think people will cross off. I think that's a mistake. I think Cortland Sutton certainly in play here. Yes, it's a low total. And all those games are going to keep him off the radar, which is what we want. Oakland, bottom 10 in fantasy points allowed to the wide receiver position. They have not done well against the pass. Obviously reflects in that DVOA stat as well. But Sutton has had a great year. I think Drew Locke goes out on a high note here, and I think he does it by throwing to Cortland Sutton and the Broncos. Put that final death nail in the Oakland casket. They are still alive, need a ton of help here. But I think Denver puts that to bed here. Portland Sutton ends the year on a high note here. Get him in those lineups at $21. All right, let's dip under $20 here at the tight end position with O.J. Howard down at $13. So Howard, as expected, the injuries to Mike Evans. Chris Godwin's gotten more involved in the offense. The targets have been there. How can we get the touchdowns? And I think in this game, certainly possibility for O.J. Howard to find the end zone here. We're talking about a 48-point total. We're talking about a one-point spread. We're talking about two teams that cannot stop anybody through the air. Atlanta, pretty good on the ground. But in the passing game, they struggle. You see that DVOA number definitely can attack them when we know Jameis Winston going to be aggressive and challenged down the field. That's the game for O.J. Howard. So low price here. Been a little bit disappointing with this added opportunity. But I'm seeing those targets. I'm seeing a high total. And I'm seeing a low $13 price point. Makes me want to go right back to O.J. Howard. At a tough tight end position here in week 17. All right, to the wide receiver position. Next play for us, Greg Ward of Philly, $16. So it was great when he was minimum price and he was a little bit off the radar. So we pay a few dollars more. I think that's fine here. The Eagles, once again, going to be super thin at pass catcher. We have to keep a close eye on Zach Ertz. If you watch the FanDuel and DraftKings video, you know I'm very high on this passing game this week. So make sure you go check that out. But Greg Ward, basically the wide receiver one here in Philly. And I know you still have Ertz, Goddard, Sanders to deal with. But receivers really where you can make your hay here against the Giants. We'll get to that in a minute. But the targets for Greg Ward, 23 targets over the last three weeks. Was really stepped up, has played well. If you've watched this guy, he's explosive. He can make things happen after the catch. And we talked about the Giants, only two teams. And we've been picking on them all year long, Tampa Bay and Miami. Those are the only two teams that have given up more fantasy points to the wide receiver position than New York. No more Janoris Jenkins there. So the secondary, absolutely trash. We could get a shootout here, and I think that's what happens. But either way, Greg Ward in play here, even at an elevated price of $16. All right, let's go to the other side of that game. I like this game a lot. Let's go at running back, Saquon Barkley, $31. So we should have plenty of money to spend up on whoever we want to with all the value that's going to be available this week. And Saquon, one of those guys I want to cram into my lineup. Too cheap here on Yahoo. I thought we'd see $38, $39 priced up where Derrick Henry is, who I also like, but why not take the $8 discount and go with Saquon Barkley? Averaging over 35 Yahoo points per game. has had some massive games here to end the season. We've been waiting for it in season long if you drafted him. Been a disappointment, but we're starting to get the payoff here towards the end of the season in DFS. And Eagles, yes, very good against the run, no doubt, but against pass-catching running backs, Middle of the pack in receptions allowed, receiving yards allowed. So I think there's some vulnerability there for this Philadelphia defense. I think the Giants going all out here to ruin the season of the Philadelphia Eagles. 
And like I said, like this game a lot. I think we get some back and forth here. If that happens, Saquon Barkley going to be a big part of that. Too cheap at just $31. All right, it's time to take a look at my favorite play for Week 17 on Yahoo. But before we do that, guys, want to run it back. We want to say thank you to the Loyal Bar patrons here. Appreciate you guys tuning in. So as a thank you, we will once again have the Beast of the Week contest. All you have to do, get in the comment section right below the video and guess fantasy points here on Yahoo for my Beast of the Week. Closest guests going to win themselves a free week of Roto-Grinders Premium. And what a better time going into the playoffs here. Always a fun DFS slate. So fantasy points in the comment section. Don't give me the stat line. I need the fantasy points. So let's get to it. Who's my favorite play for Week 17? You know Mass, the Beast of the Week. All right, peace time. We're going to stay right there in that Philly New York game. I love it. I want to stack it up. And we're going to go with quarterback Daniel Jones of the Giants this week's Beast of the Week. So, another massive game last week for Daniel Jones. That's now three games this season. He's gone over 30 Yahoo points. And if we go over 30 Yahoo points at $28, we are likely contending for some GPP wins. And I think Daniel Jones gives us that opportunity here. This game, yes, a 45 point total. I think this one goes over the total here. A lot of weaponry for Daniel Jones. The pairing of Jones and Barkley will likely make your lineups a little bit different than those that are pairing him with Shepard, Tate. But the point is, you can stack Daniel Jones a lot of different ways here against this Philadelphia defense. We know through the airs where they're vulnerable. That's why I like Saquon as a pairing. And I'm fine with Shepard, fine with Tate. But Jones gives you that upside with his legs, a little narrative on top. Playing for his coach, does not want to see him go. So a little extra motivation here to keep his coach around to beat his division rival here to end their season. going on rotor grinders dean here at steen 78904 if you want to get all technical on me it is 10 10 on the east coast too wait hold on somebody just turned their microphone on it just completely threw me it off it was title it was oh. not me it's 7 10 on the west coast none of us on the west coast uh 9 10 tennessee time but which of course we just signed with a flagship show here at rotor grinders it's called there's their fight sponsored by yahoo today joining me today playing with an eye how about that it's week seven easily mailed it in as if he was Leonard Fournette or something like that. But Tuttle playing with the eye, you're a gamer. What's up, Tuttle? Well, I skipped the swell cast this week with um, what I thought was strep. Turned out not to be strep. Then I woke up this morning with a pink eye. And things aren't going great over here. But, you know, it's the last show of the season. Well, possibly the last show of the season. So yeah, we don't I know. figured I'd, figured I'd sign on. Yeah, I don't know. I don't. I guess I don't really know if we're back next week or not. None of us know. <laughs> maybe there'll be a red tag in our locker. Maybe there won't be. We shall see. Stay tuned on that. Uh, Grant, what sort of ailments are you playing with today? Ambulance. A- uh, ailments? Um, I'm a sleepy boy. <laughs> okay. Uh, that's that's my only ailment. I, I feel 
tip top out of the fact outside of the fact that I got like four hours of sleep. Is that more or less than you normally get? Like on a, a, a just sleep before Sunday as far as football. Uh, it's right? slightly less. I, I I like you know how you sometimes watch a show and you lose track of time. Like I was doing research, making lineups, and all of a sudden it's eleven thirty. I'm like, shoot. I have to take my sleeping pills and get to bed in an hour and a half. Son of a biscuit. And then, you know, just didn't sleep great. So now I'm a sleepy boy. Plus dogs staying. I'm, I'm dog watching and it'll wake me up like pawing my, pawing my bed at like 4.30 in the morning. I'm like, no, you sit here. I sleep for another hour. You're killing your image, by the way, because you're supposed to be this like party guy and you're like 11 o'clock, you're taking sleeping pills on a Friday night or Saturday night. That's that's what you're up to these days. That's later than me. Yeah, I mean, uh, it's during football season. Um, I think there's been once in the last two years where I've gone out on a Saturday night. And what are you watching anyway? What show were you were your power watching? You it wasn't that good. It's called The 100. I really am not enjoying it, but I keep watching it. Okay. I don't know why. By the way, have you seen the show You? I'm aware of it on Netflix. I've not seen it yet. Oh, you would love it. That sounds makes you sound creepy, but it's just a very well done show. Highly suggested to anyone. Just know that if you are rooting for him, then you are probably a sociopath. I was watching a Don't F with Cats the other night on uh, on the Netflix. Uh, DB recommended it. He mentioned it, and uh, that's awesome. Uh, it's really yeah, that's really getting worth hype. Watching. I gotta watch it. It's really worth watching. What is it I, about? I, I went in totally cold and just going cold. I don't want to. I don't want to ruin anything. Just going cold. All right. So turn up the AC. Got there it. you go. Uh, hey, so it's an information slate, boys. Which means are, they're all information slates. <laughs> this one. Is I, we have never once used information. <laughs> <laughs> nope. Pure pure gut. <laughs> yeah, you got to do. It's like the the beer take, right? It's from the from the gut for sure, but. Uh, Tuttle, you know, there are some teams that have incentives. There are some teams that have no incentive. There's some teams that are in the middle. Uh, how are we attacking this slate? How are we taking advantage of it? Uh, I have a couple thoughts, but I want you to sort of lead it off. And are there any teams that you're kind of just crossing out and saying, no, I'm not playing anybody from this team? Or, well, there's a multiple, multitude of reasons, I suppose. But some of it's just like we don't really know. Some of it's like they might play like their guys for a couple quarters. So they might get pulled in their scoreboard watching and whatever sort of outcome they need to move up in the playoffs is not working out for them i.e like you know the patriots are thrashing the dolphins or something like that so h- how are we attacking this yeah it's it's an interesting slate i think there are i mean there are some scenarios where there's going to be game watching going on that could affect playing time um then there's some guys that there's some teams that i'm just completely avoiding just because I just don't think they're going to be very efficient offensively talking about like Minnesota, Buffalo uh, teams like there where we might have actually some read on some lower price players that are going to be active and in the game. But I just really expect their offenses to be so terrible that they're not going to provide value still. Um, I don't know there's a lot of different ways and it's all based on your interpretation. I think the, the biggest guy that I'm, uh, interested on your guys' interpretation on, and I think that he's the guy that decides the slate is Christian McCaffrey hmm. um, and how they're going, how coaches are going to treat him. Is it one of those things where they're going to get him the 1,000-1,000 record or to the 1,000-1,000 mark, which is just 67 receiving yards and then shut it down? Are they going to chase the 217 all scrimmage yards? Um, I think he's going to be the highest-owned player on the slate or one of the highest-owned players on the slate. And based on how you interpret that, basically shapes your lineup just because he's so expensive. 
CMC needs 67 receiving yards to go for a thousand, a thousand, which by the way, I've never really heard of the concept of like a thousand, a thousand being a thing, but like that's supposedly well, a thing. It's only it's happened a few times. Yeah, it's happened three times. I think he would be Falk? the fourth guy. I feel like Falk's done it. Uh, I don't. Yeah, he was one. Yeah, he was. Yeah, I'm pretty sure. Falk. Uh, who was? Who was the other one? Roger Craig. How about Roger Craig? I think he's on the board as well too. Uh, for the old school 49er fans, 216 yards from scrimmage uh, as well as far as the break the CJ2K. Um, the, if you believe the coaches, Tuttle, like there's that's just I mean this is their entire season. This is all they care about right now. They're, they're going to do their best to get them. This is no different than previous weeks. They they have been doing the best to get the ball in his hands. You know every down anyway. But, right, but a lot. I mean, a lot of the discussion is that I've seen it again, it's based on your interpretation. A lot of the discussion I've seen is kind of like based around the 1000, 1000 mark um, <clears throat> again. And some of this is going to depend on how hard uh, the saints are playing because you know, the saints uh-huh. are just going to bend over. So what happens if we get to halftime, C-Mac is nowhere close to the, you know, 217 yards. Are they just going to shut them down? I think that I mean, that's honestly the smart move is just to just shut them down after the 67 receiving yards. But are they going to be smart? Do or you not? in any way think that they're smart? I don't think you're doing that. I I, I don't I don't, I don't know. Anticipate that. Yeah, I don't know. But, I, but, but that's the thing. That's the thing. It's a guess, and it's not unreasonable to think that they would. Well, it's, what if the Saints? You're just all speculating. That that's the this is the entire slate. Is it's just speculation on how you think coaches are going to isn't isn't their every players. slate just pretty much speculation? More so this week than every other week, though. Come on, yeah, it's because of playing time. We typically don't have to speculate on a person's on a player's playing time. Uh, New Orleans wins and San Francisco loses. They get the number one seed, uh, and I think, but. They're also reliant to some degree, on, some degree on Green Bay, and that's a whole other scenario. Yeah, see, that's I, I think thing. it's like if they both win and San Francisco wins, New Orleans gets the number one seed. But if they both win and San Francisco loses, I think Green Bay gets the number one seed. Does that sound right? Yeah, and Green Bay's not losing today. Well, resident Packer fan, uh, Green Bay's going to thrash Detroit. They're supposed to at least, right, Tuttle? Yeah, they'll win. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, either way, both of, both of them are playing like they absolutely have to win because the night game is the one that determines it. Yeah. Uh, and, of course, we have – what who's, who's it? Kansas City that's somewhat reliant on the Dolphins against uh, – Yeah, which is un- – Which I, is not going to happen. What's your read on that total? Like, I, th- I don't think they play the whole game. Like, I've heard – I don't either. Some speak of, like, playing Kelsey, playing Damian Williams, playing uh, Tyreek Hill – I just have no interest in it. Yeah. I, yeah, I, I think I'm mainly staying away from Kansas City guys, especially at their price tags. Again, I mean, you would need Miami to upset New England, which may happen if New England actually didn't have something to play for, but New England obviously has something to play for. So, yeah, I, I think at price tags, they're pretty safe. To the, the only guy that I would really be interested in is Damian Williams. But, again, it's because he's cheap. Um, but even he has – like he's probably not going to see a full allotment of carries or a full allotment of snaps anyway. So, so yeah, we saw McCoy rest. McCoy was basically just like a rest in game, you know, saving for the, you know, the, the playoffs long, the long, long, uh, you know, think about the, the long story as opposed to, well, I can't really play last week, but they have plenty of running backs as well. Do we think McCoy is going to be active? Like how many Kansas City running backs will, will be active? I know where they threw on the IR. Um, yeah. It's just I, I, a lot. We could say this as far as actives and inactives Tuttle, right? Like, Looking at them today, you'll know more. <laughs> at least a, a, a better picture will be built for us, I suppose. Yeah, for sure. Inactives will be very important today. 
and uh, inactives that we won't have for the late games are very important. So I think it's super smart to set up yes. at least some of your tournament teams for late swaps because what we have like a Brett Hundley scenario where you could potentially be able to play him if you really wanted to go that route. Um, the Rams have kind of said they're going to play their guys, but we might get a spot where they just have Todd Gurley and people inactive. So that's another spot. So honestly, if the only way I would lock in any early guys in this slate is if you really, really love those players. I think having flexibility for the late split for the late games is extremely important on this slate, especially because we do have more late games than normal too. We're not just trying to pigeonhole ourselves into three games here. Um, We have, I think six games or so six or seven that we'll be able to swap to. And a lot of them have the playoff implications in it, like uh, Dallas and whatnot. So I think leaving or setting up your teams and lineups to fully utilize the late swap on this slate is extremely important. I think that's the best strategy today. I really do. Like that's, that's my approach as well too. You can make a team just with using late players. Uh, Mm -hmm. That's perfectly fine. And we'll talk about the Packers, you know, as we progress, but the Packers are really well, well positioned against Detroit. And as far as the skill positions, I think Adams and Jones are great plays and, Maybe you play one of those or something like that. Of course, you build your narratives, you build your lineups accordingly, and Rodgers is a solid play as well too, especially uh, on our sponsor site, Yahoo, where he just seems a little bit too cheap over there and other quarterbacks are kind of priced up. Uh, we are going to break it down position by position, of course, do that in a second. We do want to give a shout-out to those that are rocking the RG badge these days. We incentivize y'all. Rock the RG badge. You finish in the top ten of certain contests, you get one month free of RG premium. Go ahead and check out the chat there. The link's being dropped in chat, not just the Rotor Runners chat, but the YouTube chat as well. What's up, YouTube? We are back. We're out of uh, detention, whatever was going on there, whatever sort of shenanigans that was going down for a couple of days. Uh, again, check out that link that Devin's dropping in there. If you guys are asking questions on YouTube, we'll do our best to answer as many as possible uh, at the end of the show. Devin's compiling them as the show is progressing. Um, yeah, so great. Is there any teams you're just sort of crossing off the board as of right now? And I, I'm taking the NBA approach, just like kind of like what the <clears throat> Tuttle was talking about. If there's any sort of like – this guy or that guy, a tiebreaker, just just play the later guy to sort of figure it out. Uh, wait for late breaking news to kind of, uh, you know, shape the, the slate and give you some more news. Information is very important, and we'll have more information, you know, the actives and inactives an hour and a half before the late games. So, uh, yeah, let's backload it for fun for sure. Grant, any teams that were not playing this week through his crossing off for whatever, uh, whatever reason? Me personally, Kansas City, crossing it off. Uh, Minnesota, crossing it off. Um Let's see. I'm just scrolling through. Buffalo? Um, Buffalo crossing them off. Patriots <laughs> crossing them off. Well, they have uh, a 30 total. I don't care. Yeah. Brady's got a noodle arm. <laughs> Sony is ill. Sony? Yeah, we'll bring it back to the pre-show. Um, <laughs> Baltimore probably just crossing off. Like, I get that there may be some value there, but no, nah, just crossing them off. Houston crossing them off. Um, Indy crossing them off like those are the teams that i'm crossing them off hey total we might get some houston value potentially um you know mccarran's gonna be the quarterback uh what about the cute one kiki he might be interesting at a stone, at a stone minimum price i thought you were gonna talk about mccarran's wife <laughs> what am i brent musburger he's never seen a woman before brent musburger Dean, um, you're, you're gonna be happy to know that my uh my sharp chat uh, was kind of talking about Kiki this morning. What? Um, sorry to rain on your parade, and I, I kind of rained on their parade a little bit. Oh boy! 
I don't get an invite to that. Do I have to write a thesis or something like that? Yeah, what do I have to do to yeah. get an invite? It's a, a monthly subscription. So do, I have to send, to... do I have to send you a D pick? Is that how it works? <laughs> I know I got that, that too. But a whole the different th- kind of headshot. <laughs> the thing for me is DeAndre Carter and Kiki QT are both primarily primarily slot receivers. I don't, I, and I think that's their roles going to stick. I think Stephen Mitchell is going to operate as wide receiver two, basically, oh. with Stills at one. Um, and so, if you have that scenario, then it's Carter and QT splitting playing time in the slot position. And again, Carter's been playing ahead of QT all, all season, pretty or at least the second half of the season. So I don't think I don't think QT's role is going to expand suddenly in this spot. I mean, I, okay. I really still think Carter's going to play ahead of him. Hey, what do you think? Has your chat brought up? Uh, this is not like a fun name, but he's also super super cheap. Boykin, can he get some uh, some run? And the matchup's not great either. And the quarterback. Who knows? We're going to have multiple quarterbacks probably throwing them today in Baltimore, but is he like guys to throw around? Why aren't they just going to run the ball the whole time? Like they always do anyways. And just, I I think that's the biggest problem with a lot of these teams that have absolutely zero to play for. Like they're just going to just play, get out of here. Like just, just run the ball. Let's get this game over with and move on to to the playoffs. They just want to hit the sim button, right? Right. Everybody stay healthy, hit the sim button, uh, get in and get out as, as fast as possible. Uh, let's sort of move on. Uh, y'all want to talk about some quarterbacks? Okay. Really. <laughs> Quarterback, well, who wants to open it up, Grant? You you sounded more enthusiastic by default. <laughs> yeah, well, we can I, just let Grant talk about quarterbacks. I think you so. go in reverse alphabetical order. Um, Wentz and Winston, to see what I did there. See yeah. what I did I there. Like um, they're probably like the two guys you're really looking at for cash. Uh, Wentz, I know he doesn't have a lot of guys to throw to, but Jets defense is great. Wentz is cheap enough. Winston, like he's going to be chucking the ball. I know he doesn't have a lot of guys to throw to, but he'll somehow magically put up 400 passing yards, four touchdowns, and five interceptions. Like those two and Ryan are where I'm really looking at for cash. Maybe Tannehill if you want to pay up a little bit, but like that's your cash game pool right there. You don't really need to deviate at all. If you want to go with Rodgers, that's fine, but it could very easily be a blowout, and he's not going to be chucking the ball later on. Like, if you want to pay down all the way with a guy like Keenum, like, it's probably not worth it. There's enough value on the slate. So, for cash, it's those guys. For tournaments, it gets a little bit more interesting. I think that Dalton's a viable tournament play just because of the amount of volume they could end up getting here. He's sitting at 5.9K over on DK, which is not a great price tag, but still one that offers some value considering how much, like, they might throw the ball. He's thrown over 50 times, multiple times a season. So, he's a guy that you could look at here. Jones going up against Philly, like we know that they're a bit of a pass funnel. Jones put up big games randomly for no apparent reason. Locke going up against Oakland, it's a good matchup. No one's going to play him. And you pair him with Sutton, you can pair him with Fant. Apparently you can pair him with Hamilton, which I don't want to do. Hunley, if Murray gets ruled out, um, which you just have to have that set up for later on in the day. Like he's just so cheap and he has that rushing upside where you don't even necessarily have to pair him with anything. So if you have a stack going on in the late games and you need to play some catch up, play a naked Hundley there at 4,500 and you still got some sh- a shot at getting, getting some upside. Outside of them, there's really not a whole lot I'm looking at. There's just no one I really trust. I don't know like who I would end up going with that has potential upside. I mean, Mahomes really just not worth it for me at his price tag, considering I don't know how much the game he's going to play. Breeze, they're probably going to end up running the ball later on in the game. And if you're worried about them not wanting to get Kamara hurt, like they still got Murray. Mayfield, even against Cincinnati, I'm not playing Mayfield. Rivers, I don't know. They'll start him for sure. 
And I'm not going to be surprised at all if they throw in Torod at the end of the game just because they have no reason to really try and win. It's going to give them much more dra- worse draft. You just wanted pick. to say that name, didn't you? I don't think I I don't think I did, but who okay. knows? <laughs> I, I, I can't tell you what's going on in my brain. <laughs> so is there any chance we get Bortles combat? Is that a possible possibility or is that dun, not dun, happening? Dun, dun, dun. It's possible, which is, again, set up for late swap because uh, like he's the same price as Hunley on DraftKings. There's yeah. a chance we get Bortles. There's a chance we get Hunley. Uh, if you get screwed and don't get either, then you can play Case Keenum, Grant's favorite, which yeah. actually isn't like the worst thing in the world. It's not the best, but it's not. So this is my plan. About- I, yeah, I'm just I just put like uh, those three guys, and like I'll sort of figure it out later. And I, it sounds like that's what you're doing too. And <laughs> just we'll see what happens. And you'd think we would know at, at this point, or there'd be rumblings about portals. Uh, and who knows what the Rams are doing as is? But uh, you know, we'll talk about running backs in a second. I think Malcolm Brown's a really interesting tournament play as well too. If you wanted that slot available, yep. um, because I suspect he's going to get the most run for the Rams. Because why would you run Gurley into the ground in a game? It doesn't matter. And- so that's that's the thing with the Rams. Like, it doesn't matter if they play Woods, like Cooks, uh, Cup, all these guys. What does matter is Gurley. I think. I think they have an out with him on his contract next year if they really need to. It'll be a decent amount of dead salary, but he's clearly not worth it. So him potentially getting injured and having no out on him, they don't have a whole lot of incentive to play him. They have incentive to play the other guys, like just give their fans a little bit of hope, but they really have no incentive to play Gurley. So if they can end this season with a win, they're going into a new stadium. Um, They are going to want to make their fans – want to come back so if they end the season with i think this will be what for eight and eight or nine to seven i can't remember i think so yeah i think i think they'll be seven. nine and seven but they still can't make the playoffs yeah so they, i mean it's it's nice to be able to say oh we've had a winning record for this many seasons blah, 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 all that stuff like <laughs> jeff fisher and dave wants that we'll be, we'll be proud of i'm sure <laughs> i mean it, it's like it's a business obviously they're gonna want to try and win it doesn't affect their draft stock that much it's not like going from a seventh pick to 10th pick if they get a win it's going from the 18th to the 22nd pick or something like that like there's not as big of a drop drop off and plus they don't even own their pick next year so it really isn't relevant at all what their record is they have no real incentive not to try and win here and it's the last game of the season like putting a little extra wear and tear on wide receivers and quarterbacks unless they get injured which is an unlikely scenario especially against the cardinals like it's it's just it makes sense for them to try and win. Uh, Reynolds, by the way, another one of those guys that could be interesting if, like, the pieces fall his way if certain receivers don't play against Arizona. But, again, we don't really know what McVay is doing. But, uh, Tuttle, hasn't McVay, has McVay historically been one of those guys, like, if he doesn't see need to play his guys, he won't play his guys, right? He's, he understands that. Well, that's when – it. He, no, this season he's been down massive amounts of points and still played his starters. Like I think one of the few times they actually sat guys early on enough was against the Cardinals last time, strangely enough, when they were blowing them out just to a ridiculous extent. Well, in the preseason, he didn't play his guys. In the preseason, because, again, he's playing for the Super Bowl. In Two years ago when they were going to the playoffs, he didn't play his guys in week 17 when they had their <coughs> seed locked up. I don't think he played them for two straight weeks when they had their seed locked up. But it's this is not the same scenario. He's not playing for anything after this week. 
So we've shown he's shown during the year that he's willing to play his guys in massive blowouts. There's no reason for him not to play it now. He knows the numbers with them possibly getting injured. The only guy that he has incentive not to play, like with any reasonable amount of trust, is Gurley, just because they might have an out on him next year. Potential buyout in 2022. I'm seeing. I pulled up on the, as far as his contract on the Sportac. I, I mean, potential buyout, but. If you look at it, what's his dead money uh, if they drop him next year? Uh, well, it's four point two million in twenty twenty two. I don't know what it is next year, but uh, yeah, uh, dead cap eight point four million. Uh, wait, in twenty twenty, it's twenty five million. Twenty twenty one, eight point four million. Uh, whatever. I, I'm not a yeah, contract I guess savvy it is, guy. It is twenty twenty one unless they want to just drop a ton of cap space. But I mean, it is what it is. I guess it, yeah, the out is in 2021, so that gives a little bit less of incentive to sit him here. But they still like they don't putting wear and tear on running backs is different than putting wear and tear on other positions. Tuttle, I'm uh, pulling up our rankings here as far as our projections. Tough job for Jamino this week, by the way, to do projections this week. This is not a fun uh, week for sure, and there's still there's sure to be some pieces to fall. Uh, seeing Wentz at 12%, Winston at 12%, nobody that, that particularly high. There's no big totals on the board. But the Atlanta-Tampa game, the Tampa Bay game is, what, the 47, 48, give or take. Uh, that game can certainly shoot out. Uh, Winston trying to justify that $30 million a year. This is a great team to do it against. Uh, maybe he gets his W and he gets his dollar signs again, you know, against Atlanta for sure. Uh, Prescott does not look healthy, but, like, they have full incentive, and he's going to go for sure. You know he's going to play four quarters, you presume he is. Tannehill, another team that, you know, lined up against Houston, well-positioned. He's got he's got financial motivation as well, too. I'm not sure if you saw Jamino's uh, article about that. Basically, he'll get paid off. Multiple guys will get paid off. But he's one of those guys that made the list as far as if he hits three touchdowns, which is certainly possible. Uh, like, how, how much do we care about these things, like the motivation along the way? And some guys getting 1,000 yards, which is kind of a marker for some people. And his receiver, Brown, is one of those guys that's less than $100 short of 1,000. Do we care about this stuff? Or maybe not really. Yeah. I would say probably care about it more actually for the teams that have nothing else to play for. Yeah, and it's a different scenario. Like especially with a rookie wide receiver on his rookie contract, uh, the two hundred and fifty thousand means a whole lot more than it does to other guys. And the front office wants to keep your rookie guys and guys under your rookie contract happy. So it makes a little bit more sense with them than it does guys that you're not sure if you're bringing back at the end of the contract. Like it, it's a different situation for a lot of different guys, especially bad teams that are going to be under the salary cap. Remember that salary cap rolls over. So there's a whole bunch of different things to take into account. A team like the Saints where Bridgewater needs one touchdown to get a bonus. Not really something. Bridgewater? That... Yeah, Teddy. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't know that. What yeah. was his What was his bonus number? Well, I guess uh, he's played for several weeks, so I suppose. I can't remember if it was two hundred fifty thousand or a million. Um, yeah. If he gets ten touchdowns, okay. But in any case, like it's not something they need to do if they want to keep him around. This isn't going to push him over the edge one way or another. And let's be honest, like they don't really want to pay extra money when they're already so close to the cap each and every single year, and it might sacrifice a little bit of. Uh, value of bringing on other guys if they end up doing that because I think there's a rollover effect with bonuses. So give me your favorite quarterbacks. I think Grant mentioned the ones that I think you're focusing in on cash, Wentz and Winston. Um, projection systems love Dak, but they're also not accurately picking up, mm-hmm. you know, his, his injury. If you think, 
you know, a week or whatever was long enough for him to, to kind of trend back in the right direction and actually become accurate throwing the ball, then I think Dak makes a lot of sense in tournaments. Um, I do like Aaron Rodgers a lot in tournaments as well. Uh, we know the spot's really good. We know Green Bay has to win. It's a spot where I think it's a, a pretty easy – it's an easy enough matchup where they can dictate or pretty much do whatever they want on offense. And I think it's a good spot to, to get Rogers, his game. I think is that a leverage move? Because we'll talk about Jones in a second, but Jones is going to be popular for sure with Williams yep. being out. Yeah, it definitely could be used as a leverage play. We've seen Rogers hasn't been consistent production wise this season, but he's still had spiked games. He had that 46 point DraftKings performance back in week seven. Um <clears throat> Uh, like I said, I think this is a spot where they just let them sling it around a little bit, get the passing game going, going into the playoffs. Um, they know they can run the ball. Uh, so, yeah, I, 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 I like that. job, but you, you got boots in the ground there because I've heard this one about uh, the running back as far as um, – oh, dude, why, why am I losing his name? Jamal Williams. Jones. Will. Yeah, so Jones is two touchdowns away from getting the, the record all-time for running back touchdowns in Green Bay. Is that not a thing? I'm on green. I can't record. keep track of all the records. To be honest. <laughs> I'm on green. Haven't heard that name in a while. I think he, he was the Seahawks afterwards. Dude, I'm on green was also on. He was one of the names I saw in one of the records McCaffrey was chasing. And I was like, what the, it, it might've been the 1000, 1000. I'm like, no, for really? It, it might've been. Yeah. Okay. I, I don't, I don't think so. There's only two guys that have done the thousand thousand. There's three. Craig and Falk. Uh, I think it's two. He, Two okay. and Falk did it twice, maybe. That might be it. I don't know. I didn't mean to derail the conversation. Uh, now I want, now I want to see this though because I know I saw my greens. Uh, on on my green, the- yeah, he went for twenty two hundred, twenty three hundred, uh, rushing and receiving yards combined back in two thousand three. Okay. He also was, had a ninety eight yard touchdown run then, if you remember correctly. Yeah, he was a beast for a while, and he really liked Batman. If I, if I okay, correctly. everyone really likes Batman. But he, he was like the Batman shoes, like nonstop or something like that. Well, there you go. Did he wear a cape around? Because that would be a just real power move in the locker room. He had the Batman car, too, actually, if I remember correctly. Anyways, okay, that is a power move. Yeah. Um, but any, anyways, yeah, I'll, I'll, I'm good there with quarterbacks. Um, I don't know. I mean, we talked about the late swap scenario with all those cheap guys. I, I think that's in play for tournaments. I'm not necessarily sure you have to go there in cash. Um, I would not touch AJ McCarron. I saw his name thrown around. I agree. Uh, there's zero reason to do so. I, I think. Um, but yeah, I, I like Rogers a lot in tournaments. I think I, Rogers is my guys? favorite. Like Rogers RG, is my RG3? favorite tournament. You're not playing um, RG3, are you? No, nah, I'm. I'm good on RG3. My favorite cheap guy, if we get one, would be Brett Hundley. Um, I, I would rank them Hundley, Bortles, and then Keenum of of the three that are the same price on DraftKings. Tell you want to open up running backs? Uh, sure. I guess. So, are we starting with Armstead? Are we starting? We talked about McCraffy already. He's thirty percent projected owned. Uh, do you have a, a side you're projecting? Are you trusting the coaches? Do you think he might sit and just chill at some point? I think they're going to do their best to get that you know two hundred and change, whatever it may be, because you know this is something you can hang your hat on for this season. And we could talk about uh, Chubb as well. Like Chubb, Chubb's a guy that kind of being ignored you can only roster so many running backs obviously but i think he's an interesting play nice matchup uh it's gonna be wet there allegedly uh, i think it's gonna be raining uh the field's gonna be kind of a mess to some degree but you know i think they want to that cleveland's coaching staff which may be gone but at least they can point to um there's all sorts of rumors out there obviously uh they can point to chubb like, did they hey, underachieve this year or something i'm told that's that's my understanding or maybe the, the projection was too high going in i'm not really sure but cleveland's been a 
what a disappointing season. They should man. bring back that Josh Gordon guy. Um, well, that's probably not an option anymore, unfortunately, for them. But uh, he'll be back. He'll be back. You gotta believe, Dean. <laughs> Armstead. He's he's chalky. He's ten bucks on Yahoo. He's four or five on FanDuel. I guess a little bit more of a conversation on DK where he's four four. Uh, who's got a, who's got an Armstead take? Go I would that, obviously. Instead of an Armstead take, I would actually like to ask the question on if Todd Gurley sits, uh, is it Malcolm Brown or Rykel Armstead? Um, probably Brown. Like, yeah, see, I, I think that's ownership. me too. I think even not based on ownership, I think he's the better option. I mean, we know Darrell Henderson's on the IR too, which helps. Whereas I think there could be some – I'm not – I mean, we can't just expect Armstead to go into the Leonard Fournette role, which I don't think we're expecting. Well, even if he did, how well, There's nobody else, though. They have no other bodies. I mean, they're going to call somebody up, I'm sure. I, a Zigbo, man. <laughs> Divine intervention. We've talked about a Zigbo, Amon Green, the names so that popped up. how many times has Fournette just entirely busted this season? Yeah, because their offense is so bad. Yeah, it's a terrible yeah. offense. You have to score touchdowns in order for him to get a touchdown. Exactly. Huh? That's just math. <laughs> Hashtag math. The team has a 17.5 point total. Like, well, who else we, is going to score? Was it uh, nobody. They just literally score. no one or <laughs> any of the wide receivers. Uh, yeah, it's uh, he's. I mean, I think Armstead's probably going to. I mean, this is just a guess, but he should get at least 80 percent of the work. Right? Is that not a ridiculous thing to say? Or I think I mean, that's 80 percent of trash work is still trash. <laughs> and, and and I think that's I, – I would be more conservative than that for sure. Okay. Yeah. It, it, there's certainly a sliding scale. Like, it, it can go both ways, and we just don't know. But, again, this sort of speaks to the conversation. Hey, let me ask this, Tuttle. If you're, I was going to say if you're behind, uh, maybe yep. you play Brown if you're ahead. Maybe you play Armstead, which might be a little more chalky, depending on see how people are following the news. But you're almost definitely going to be behind if we're just backloading everything. So, like, you don't know anything. Well, it, 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 being behind is one thing, but – if there's guys that go off that are shocking in the beginning games, sure, then they're behind. But if no one goes off, like we've seen low-scoring games at the beginning of the day, it can very easily happen on any given day. So, suck it, Dean. Well, I mean, like Zeke is later. Uh, obviously, we'll talk about him. No, no Teron Smith, probably, for what it's worth. Uh, top offensive lineman's not going to be playing. Uh, the Packer game. Uh, Aaron Jones, obviously, really solved. That's probably the best game at 1 o'clock. Um, I'm probably fading the Saints for better or for worse. CMC, of course, the one o'clock game as well. Uh, maybe depending on how things go on there. Uh, I don't. Damian Williams is the guy that's people people have thrown out for Kansas City is certainly interesting, but I want to see how many running backs are active on the KC side. Uh, we might get Williams. McCoy I mean, they'll probably have three active running backs. Probably it's not really going to change things if they say that Lashawn McCoy is going to be active, but will likely not play. That's a different thing. Would they say that? Maybe we'll see. Stay tuned. I mean. They have no reason not to be honest because there's one thing that matters to them, and that's it. It's if New England wins. Or well, that's loses. not, yeah, like, but that's the other thing. It's like, like New England's with 17 point favorites against Miami. I suppose it's football, and anything can happen any given Sunday, yada, yada, yada. But, and Casey's going to be watching the scoreboard, right? Like, and Andy Reid's yeah. a sharp guy who's probably going to pull his guys at a certain point, I think, uh, if it gets out of hand in, in New England. Well, all I know is he has a great mustache. I can tell you this, that he's really good at three things, punting, passing, and kicking against, like, 13-year-olds. I've seen that before. It's an amazing thing. Dude, he is so huge in that video. He's such a ringer. How did nobody ask for his ID? Like, that he's so massive. Right. Massive human being. 
So, Toto, well, Damian Williams, he's got to be something that's being bantied about in your secret chats. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> the thing is, like, on a normal day, we're <laughs> – or on a normal week, we're worried about his workload. We They, they can go either way with it. So you had in the mix that they might not have anything to play for. He's been banged up. He's clearly their best running back, I think, at this point. So there's probably not a much of a need to really play him heavily. So Let me ask you this. Let's say uh, that, that New England's walloping Miami and Kansas City is up by 10 or whatever it is, and it's the start of the fourth quarter. Who is their running back? Is it Darwin Thompson out there? Probably, yeah. Okay. Yeah, not that we're playing Darwin Thompson necessarily, but I'm just kind of like trying to eliminate players, basically. Honestly, I don't think they value McCoy much at all either, so he could get some of that later. Damian, I think, is the guy that they clearly value the most. But I, they I did think arrest McCoy last week. Yeah, I mean, that was more of a we don't like LaShawn McCoy thing. Than <laughs> and it's also he's old. Reed loves McCoy, though, doesn't he? That's his boy from way back, and they went out and got him. Yeah, oh, no, he, he's clearly less valuable. Um yeah. Then Damien. Um, I'll just throw out some names. Kamara. I'm I'm down on Kamara. Like I'm probably not going to have as much as the field. Who's got more? Who's got less? Any any Kamara takes out there? I mean, it's going up against one of the worst run defenses in the league. Kamara's been clearly better late recently. He finally had some positive touch end regression. The game is going to be a high total, and you have to worry about him being played too much in the latter half of the game. But still, he's probably going to get run throughout the course of the game up until the very end. So he's definitely a guy that can go for a big game. Plus, I mean, this is entirely speculation, but if Carolina's trying to get McCaffrey the record, don't be surprised at all if they're going for it on fourth in their own their own uh, side of the field multiple times. Like, Which hey. they should be doing it throughout the entire season, by the way. But, you know, it's a whole other conversation. Well, no, I meant like fourth and three from their own 20. Like, yeah, why not? We lose well, it, then they score, and we get another chance to get McCaffrey the record. Uh, Kamara total. I mean, I, I, matchups like, of course, it's a great matchup, but like that's not the. I'm, I'm kind of pushing back the other way. It's not because it's a bad matchup. The great matchup's awesome. I'm just concerned yeah. that the number of touches, obviously. Yeah, I mean, we didn't even see a rule change last week for Kamara. It's just that he actually scored touchdowns. Sure, is the thing. Like we, he saw the same amount of touches that he's been seeing. He's been he was on the field the same amount of time that he's been on the field. Um, I mean, any other week, I think we'd be liking this matchup if there was no chance that he was going to sit the second half. Um, but, you know, you, you cut his touches in half, which is, I think is a, an actual possibility of happening, and we're, we're looking at an 8-10 to 10 touch guy. I mean, um, again, they need that win today. They need it badly. So even if No, up- it's, not, it's not a need it, need it badly. Because if, Green Bay, if, if Green Bay wins, which they're going to win, then it all comes down to San Francisco losing anyway. I mean, yeah, but – so they don't need to win. Well, it, it, it all depends on San Francisco. Really, something no that's a coin games. flip. It's almost a coin flip in that late game, right? Winning, but their their winning doesn't matter if Green Bay wins. Is my point. I mean, it kind of does. No, it doesn't. <laughs> like, uh, it just doesn't. The first, it, it, it doesn't matter. Like it doesn't matter for their playoff seating if they lose. If Green Bay wins, if they lose and Green Bay wins and San Francisco wins, they don't get the number. They don't get a first round bye. Right, so it all just depends on if San Francisco wins or loses. Yeah, so the you're point. saying they would give up like, oh, we don't have to worry no, about No, if they this. win and San Francisco <laughs> wins, San Francisco still gets the bye is the point. It doesn't – like literally does not matter if Green Bay wins. This is my favorite conversation of the year, I got to say. I'm actually right about this one. Put this one in the time capsule. <laughs> no, no, no. 
No. If, <laughs> yes, I am right on this. No, if the I guarantee it. <laughs> Man, math is tough. That is tough. Surrender, Gosh, so many... Surrender. No, no, Tyler's right. I went through all the everything in my head. <laughs> so you know somebody was getting lost for me on this late title that I think might have been a little more popular earlier in the week, but like news is kind of generated. And I don't like the matchup anyway, but DeAndre Washington is just kind of getting thrown away for me. I don't know. Just I think there's better plays when better plays will pop up. I'll, I'd rather play Brown. Yeah. I, I'd, ra- I'd rather play Brown than him. Uh, under the presumption that Gurley doesn't get much run, I'd rather play Armstead. And I don't love the matchup here against Denver. I prefer you know the Denver side as opposed to the Oakland side. Are you with me on that? As far as Washington, yeah, right. I am. <laughs> I mean, there's not much more to say to. I like. Yeah, I agree. Uh, how about Henry? Because I think an interesting strategy would be just play one of the skill players on Tennessee. Uh, Henry, I know he doesn't catch the ball, but he can also run for 200 yards. And AJ Brown, another one of those guys. I think it's gonna. Have, I think he's gonna have a big day against Houston. I like Tannehill as well. Like pairing him with Tannehill, um, big in that Tennessee side. Twenty-five team total. Uh, Derrick Henry is he gonna be kind of? I don't want to say lost, but like ten percent. Grant is that about right? Are you gonna have more or less? I'm probably gonna have more. I really like Henry today. We saw what he was doing prior to last week when he got injured. Like even the week before, I think it was like two yards off from getting a hundred yard bonus, and he was. He got his touchdown snake by Tannehill, but prior to that, he was putting up 25, 30 points every single game. He's going to be heavily involved in this offense. He's probably going up against the Houston B squad. They have to win to get in. They, we know that if they get up big, that they're going to rely on him. So I really like Henry today. I think he's going to get entirely overlooked. Shout hey. out to our chat, by the way. Cody Allison, did you see this here title in the chat? Because apparently Amon Green no. had a small role in Batman versus Superman Dawn of Justice as, as thug number two, <laughs> but his scene was cut in the final version. Yeah, dude, he was obs- – I remember because this was when, more when I was growing up, like an actual Not kid. Even this, one. He was obsessed with Batman, dude. <laughs> also, hey, that we're the same age. Hey, while we were talking about Titans players, how many targets did A.J. Brown have last week? Um, oh boy! <laughs> oh yeah! Do I have to? Do I have to chuck some? Was it AJ you Brown do. or was it someone else? It was AJ betting? Brown. He, okay. he had two. He had two targets. Oh, um, but he had a forty-nine yard run. <laughs> well, that doesn't count. Oh gosh! Yeah, I'll probably oh, gosh. Give me somebody under five percent or so. Total. I mean, do we do we care about Justice Hill? Is he cheap enough that we're considering him? I know he's. I think he's still mint on Yahoo at ten bucks. Uh, you know, of course Ingram not playing. They do have some depth there. Uh, they're a team total around 18. Pittsburgh, obviously, a defense you want to pick on. There's also Gus Edwards that's lurking. Uh, you know, is he somebody worth considering? Is it just there's too many options out there? I, I've seen people throw out Rex Burkhead, but with Michelle playing, I don't think you can do that. Lindsay, I kind of mentioned first the name? passing. Rex? No, the other guy? <laughs> Sony? There you go. <laughs> I want to call him Sonny. Uh, shout out to the free, uh, the free show conversation. There you go. If you guys have premium, you can certainly hear us in the free show. Uh, you can't actually. Uh, is there anybody that we're, you know that's kind of off the board that we're not really talking about title that you think is interesting for tournaments? Well, somebody we're not talking about that we should be is Miles Sanders. Yeah, like, didn't yeah. Even neglect him. Go ahead. Well, everybody is this week. Like it, it's kind of just like Jordan Howard's active, but I don't think he's going to play a major role at all. If it, no. like, he's going to see, I mean, he's going to be basically be playing the JHI role from the last couple of weeks. Um, <laughs> So, like, why aren't we playing Miles Sanders? He's on a team that actually needs to win. We know he has a major role in their offense, and I think he's going completely overlooked, um, which has basically been the story the last couple of weeks with him. Um, so, yeah, I think Sanders is a guy that you can have exposure to. The only other comment I wanted to make is, like, who cares about ownership this week outside of the extremely chalk guys? Like Armstead? You know, 
like, yeah, but even him, I think his ownership is going to be extremely tough to peg. Like, I, I think there's multiple scenarios where he doesn't, he isn't massively chalk. So I, I think outside of the guys, like I think Zeke's going to be extremely high owned for sure. I think McCaffrey's going to be high owned for sure. Aaron Jones is going to be high owned for sure. I think a lot of these cheap guys, ownership's going to be much more spread out than what anybody's actually predicting. So you answered your question, by the way, why aren't people talking about like uh, Sanders? And you're right. Incentives are very important for week 17. They have all the motivation in the world. Philly's got it. Philly's got it. They actually have to win Grant. What about the Drake? (laughs) Do you love the Drake? Yeah, I gotta love the Drake. Um, Been one of the since he got traded to Arizona, he's been one of the highest scoring running backs in the entire league. And if, I honestly haven't run the numbers, but I believe that the Arizona running backs this year are close to the same production as CMC. You're including David Johnson? <laughs> well, I'm including not only David Johnson the first three weeks when he was one of the highest scoring running backs in the mm-hmm. league. I'm including Edmonds, who was one of the who was the highest scoring running back one week and was heavily involved in the offense. Arizona running backs have put up massive numbers. I think that Drake is a restricted free agent after this year or unrestricted. I can't remember. They're trying to figure out if they want to bring him back or if they want to rely on David Johnson, getting him as a potential guy in this offense and just the way that they've been running him the last few weeks and the production they've shown. If Humley's ends up starting, I know that the Rams are a tough defense to go against, but who knows if they're playing their entire team. Drake could be a very, very good option in this game. And the Rams might be without a couple of our top defensive players as well. It's kind of stay tuned as far as the actives and actives as well. Um, Donald, who knows what that, what's going to happen there. Um, yeah, let's move on. Is Donald stuff. good? I, I'm told he's a good football. He's good at football. <laughs> Jalen Ramsey's out for sure. Yeah, yeah. Uh, th- th- that's another one that's kind of interesting as well. But uh, all right, let's talk about wide receiver. And currently our projections are highest projected owner because we're, you know, we're in the world of a salary cap. He's 11 bucks on Yahoo, by the way. They boosted him all the way up to $11 on Yahoo. He's 4-7 on DK. It's Steven Sims uh, out of Washington. Get excited. Uh, bless you, Tuttle. Uh, we have, uh, of course, Mount St. Julio against Tampa. If you think that's game's gonna, that game's going to you know, break out, that's going to be good times for sure. Uh, we saw John Ross, speaking of breaking, where he broke the, uh, the air yards model last week. He took, you know, five quarters and he took the Dolphins. But what was the air yards number? It was, like, one of the biggest we've seen in a while. So 283 highest this year. Yeah, that is a big number indeed. Um, I had him, and I was very depressed. That Tuttle, area when's your birthday? Uh, January 19th. All right, let's play uh, who's older, Case Keenum or Tuttle? I got to be older than, than Keenum. Uh, I'll be 32 this year. Yeah, you're you know, you're like three weeks older than Keenum, by the way. Um, How is this relevant? Why are we talking about Because we brought up Steven Sims and Case Keenum. A lot of people think he's really old. He's not. Um, it's Keenum thrown to him. Yeah, Sims and... Well, I can't remember his backup name or the second wide receiver. Why well, can't remember his name? Harmon. Calvin Harmon. Harmon. Yeah, both of these guys are probably going to be fairly chalky, and I think both of them are worth it. Uh, Keenum's going to be chucking the ball. He just he wants to do that. He's probably looking for a contract the next year. Redskins organization is just basically in shambles. Um, so yeah, Sims obviously and Harmon are very good options, and yeah. That's, that's words. Those what words. about Mike Thomas? Can, you're, you're supposed to just play him every single week in cash games. Of course, we don't know all the salary cap. And New Orleans, we're not really sure what their incentive is going to be come the fourth quarter. It might not matter. Who knows? Uh, he did get the record last week. But, like, every catch he gets adds on to that record, makes that even tougher and tougher to break uh, years going forward. I don't know what to do with him, Tuttle. Uh, Mike Thomas, what do we do? <sighs> 
probably yeah. best to fade. Well, you don't like saying that. It no. doesn't sound like it. No, I mean, I think that's the move, though. There's, there's at this price tag, there has to be more downside than upside at, the, at, at in playing. I mean, when was the last time we said that? Yeah, I know that's why I don't like to say it, but it's it's kind of <laughs> the same thing. Like, if you agree with me that the Saints have nothing to play for if Green Bay wins, I mean, yeah. if you if you understand, the <laughs> if you understand hashtag math. <laughs> You got me, Tuttle. Shots, you got me good. <laughs> Very subtle. But I mean, that's the th- that, like all jokes aside. Like that's the thing. Like, and he was he popped up on the injury report this week too. It's just like hand. Yeah. So <laughs> he only needs I, one hand to catch. I just love how you just <laughs> hand. <laughs> um, I had to do the body yeah. parts in there. He's 10K on DraftKings. Like, there's a lot of downside to that price tag if he only plays a half. Yeah, uh, you, you pivot into a guy like Julio, or it's Adams, right? But So yeah. can you play Adams and Jones in the same team? I guess you can. Like, they're going to score potentially, you know, four or five touchdowns there, Green Bay. I mean, yeah, Julio might have 20 targets in this game. Yeah, well, it's funny. I was thinking uh, Jones on the, the both Packers. I was thinking Aaron Jones and Devontae Adams. But, like, oh. yeah, I guess I understand why that would be the confusion. because I There's more than well. one player with the same last name? It's a popular last name. And the name America. is Jones. Unbelievable. <laughs> That's such a rare last name. Yeah. So, okay, Grant, talk about Julio because he might get 20 targets again, maybe. I don't yeah, know. Yeah. I mean, that's just what they're force feeding him um, pretty much every single game now without Ridley in there. It's going up against Tampa. We know what Tampa is, although their defense has been a little better for opposing wide receivers in recent weeks. Still, Julio going to get massive volume, should crush in this spot here. And you play him, you play him, you play Adams. I still think you play Michael Thomas. Like you're getting massive amounts of upside with all of them. If you're going to pay down at running back, pay down at quarterback, you have to spend up somewhere. The fact that Goddard has become chalk at tight end, which we'll get to soon, means that we're going to probably have money to spend up on. And I think more people are going to avoid Thomas. So I really still do like the Germans, considering he can have over 100 yards and two touchdowns in the first half. We know how this team can do things. So, yeah, all three of the spend up guys are all great, and I don't really have a huge lean towards any of them maybe a slight lean towards jones tunnel uh aaron jones and adams can you play them in the same lineup uh, i think it's not a terrible idea just to like play one like lock in one of those guys no matter what like how else is remake going to score i guess lazard can do some things who knows we shall see but um is that something that you're considering and again you, we're talking about backloading as well and that, that's and that's an early game so of course they can both go off uh your, what's your thought as far as playing those guys together yeah, I, I do think you can play him in the in the same lineup again. Though you're, you're allocating a lot of salary, which would be the obvious downside to it. But it's hard to find guys that are going to be productive that are ha- actually have something to play for. So yeah, I, I think I think you can do so. Um, I think you could make arguments against it in tournaments um, just because of their price tags. That it'd be tough for them to both really, you know, have the games that you need for a GPP winning lineup. But uh, in cash games, I'm cool with it. Run down some receivers that are popping for you. Uh, you talk about incentive, like A.J. Brown's got incentive. I, I think he's certainly interesting. I like. I made it pretty clear. I like him and Tannehill as a combination platter. Uh, Sutton is, is seems pretty too cheap on Yahoo specifically. Uh, and you can build your own narrative, I suppose. Like, you know, Sutton and Locke are probably going to be the, the I mean, the helicopter. Year. Yeah, I know it's the helicopter. The helicopter's crashed of late, hasn't it? I feel like it has. It's crashed like two out of ten weeks. Yeah, okay, but I'm recency bias. <laughs> yeah, he it, it kind of crashed one week in which the guy got 100 yards and a touchdown. 
Whatever. It's yeah. It, it, he's he's a Suck good player. It, Dean. <laughs> You're just trying to get off the ground because uh, Tuttle like ended you basically like Mortal Kombat style. Tuttle got me good. I blame the lack of sleep, <laughs> and also my my Echo Show. I accidentally said its name. Um, it's sitting right next to me, giving me news. Apparently, Volkswagen's electric car is beating expectations in terms of timetable. Why are you? Why is that relevant right now? Do you have one on layaway? If you put down a down payment, I mean, no. <laughs> I Uber uh, everywhere. There's no point in getting an electric car. I, yeah, the Sutton lock combination. You like, you know, you want to have like good chemistry going in the next year and like bridge the next year. I suppose you can make that story. Or you know, this is a nice matchup to take advantage of Soros the Oakland side and Lindsay looks an interesting play as well too. But uh, Sutton for twenty one dollars on Yahoo just seems way too cheap. Super talented receiver. Uh, run down some guys, Tuttle. We're almost running out of time because, of course, we have crunch time. Well, no crunch time's on layaway. It's after the other premium show, which is Grant, Tip and Pick, and Cards. But uh, do you want to get some questions as well if you guys are watching us on YouTube? Wait, did I say Grant? Yes. Oh. Glad I'm on your mind. <laughs> it's Cards. Oh, it's Brit. Yeah, for some reason I confused you with Brit. There you go. Apologies to Brit. My bad. I mean, we uh, like large amounts of fast food. <laughs> there you go. That's the, the common theme uh give me some receivers subtle i mean talking about incentives randall cobb needs five catches <laughs> that's like his ceiling isn't it he's actually really cheap on DraftKings. so like oh boy uh, i don't yeah. think he's what do a you terrible th- what do we think about like honestly the dallas wide receivers i get that dak is injured but still it's going up against washington i think pretty much all their guys are out in the secondary Ew. Yeah, I, mean, I thought it was a good spot to buy low last week, and boy, was I wrong. But uh, well, his, I do his, think like it's a good spot again. Extra week removed from his shoulder injury, and he gets a better matchup here. Yeah, like I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm down with it still. Amari Cooper is going to be really low owned. We've seen him, you know, post forty point upside before. Uh, I think he's an excellent tournament option. A guy that I have <laughs> zero reasoning for at all. Probably shouldn't even be playing, but I'm kind of thinking that they they want to get him one good game this season ty hilton against the jaguars he's oh, my i believe his name is ty ty hilton ty um I yeah. I, like i again no reasoning for it, whatever but he hasn't had a 100 yard receiving game yet this season i think they get it to him neither is like left bell guy. by the way i think left bell is no 100 yard games as well as here yeah do they really he's another guy i actually do kind of like left bell He's oh, cheap. No. He's cheap, man. I, I get it. Price. I understand it, but I, I, I just know. Grant, throw out some of, some of the uh, low-owned receivers that you're looking at. All right. Well, let me pull up RG's ownership report here. Keenan Allen sitting there at 7% projected ownership at 6.1K, going up against the Chiefs in a game where it could be Philip Rivers' last game, and he gets the volume here. I already oh, mentioned man. both the Dallas guys. I think that Cooper is going to be low-owned. He's a guy that could absolutely crush in this matchup just because of the matchup and the fact that Dak may throw the ball a ton. Um, outside of him, like not really seeing a whole lot in terms of low-owned guys. Robinson would probably be one of the main guys I want to go with. Minnesota playing all their B guys. Chicago wants to win this game. I know they have a low point, so that's just going to decline ownership. But the volume should actually absolutely be there for Robinson, so he can crush in this spot. Mike Williams, because I have to mention every single Chargers player, every single show, it's part of my contract. <laughs> like Mike Williams has been crushing, going to get some volume here. River's last game, blah, blah, blah. Woods projected 1% ownership, and we saw what he did last time against the Cardinals. Um, 
you have nothing to play for, but Woods should see volume in this spot if they decide to play their players. Those are the uh, low-owned guys that I really like. So, do you care about any of these Minnesota receivers like Johnson or Treadwell or even Wims on the other side? Like, they're also early, early game, which like, I'd rather not be locked in, but I guess they're sort of interesting. Minnesota might just run the ball 60 times and throw it like 12 with Sean Mannion, which shout out Sean Mannion. I didn't know he was still in the league. Good for him. Oregon yeah, State, I'm, I believe. I'm good on that. I'm good on that. It's, if anything, it's the flop leg Mike Boone week. If anything. Oh, yeah. But, no, I'm, I'm, I'll, <laughs> but he did so bad last time. It has to happen again based on math. They were behind, and I think it's Abdul was the better pass catcher, right? Is that what happened there? Yeah, essentially. Uh, Don't bring the logic into math. (laughs) (laughs) We do have some questions compiling here in in the YouTube. If you guys are watching this YouTube, feel free to like and subscribe. We'll ask as many questions as possible for. Uh, We we pass it along to Britt, tip and pick, and cards. Uh, It was kind of alluded to earlier. Dallas Gallard got her chalk week. You know, he's the last man standing. He's Tim Allen there in Philadelphia. Uh, with no Ertz, no, no receivers. They have Greg Ward, I suppose. By the way, you just note, write down different things to say. Like, oh, this is a TV show I can throw into this conversation. <laughs> no, Let me write happens. it down. Looking it up on you, you have a poster on your ceiling. A list. This happens things. organically. Yeah, I have a Tim Allen poster on my wall. Who would know? Huh? Uh-huh. <laughs> uh, so yeah, Goddard is a great. But Greg Ward, he's gonna, he's gonna, they're gonna have a goofy play for him one of these days, aren't they? Former quarterback. Like, why is he not? Like doing a gadget play. All right, just throwing it out there. Uh, because who would he throw it to? Himself. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let me throw it to the only wide receiver here, me. Um, I don't know, Wentz. All right, Philly special. Who knows what's going on there in Philadelphia? Uh, let's talk about Goddard. Are we embracing the chalk? Are we eating that chalk there, Tuttle? Because it's really good chalk, I think. Yeah, I think it's good chalk. The other thing is, like, they're, they're not going to steer away from two tight end sets. That that's not going to happen. So a guy that, that I do think is getting overlooked a bit, little bit is Joshua Perkins. Um, ironically, the only fantasy points he scored this season were against the Giants. He had five receptions in that game, caught all five balls thrown his way. Um, you know, if it was a different team where they actually had receivers that they could play, I'd be a little bit more worried that they would just run less two tight end sets. But we already mentioned that they don't have receivers to play so I think Perkins is going to be on the field a lot he's basically taking over the Goddard role which was running a route on 80 percent of the dropbacks for Wentz the last couple of weeks so Perkins is extremely cheap he's been priced I think everywhere he's a guy that I think is a really good play in tournaments and a really good leverage play as well so basically you're going to play an Eagles tight end if, uh, if not Goddard, Goddard it's Perkins is there anybody else I know the Tampa guys people are throwing out there because they have kind of a similar situation as far as being short on bodies but Trusting Tampa tight ends has not been a fun, uh, not been a fun deal this season for sure. There's, they've had their moments, I so I suppose here and there, but mostly it's been poor. Uh, give me, give me a, a tournament guy or two, Grant, because I want to get some questions here. Uh, Hurst or Boyle? Um, Andrews is expected not to play, so who knows? Either one of them go for a decent game. We've seen them before, and they're going to be without one. They're three tight ends, so it gives a boost to both of them. Um, Brate going to be the lower owned of the two guys, and we've seen him have massive volume in certain games this year. They obviously don't have a whole lot of guys to throw to, so Bray, I think, would be in for a decent game here today. Uh, Waller going to get virtually no ownership. Oakland wants to win this game in all likelihood, and Waller is going up against a team that is good at shutting down opposing wide receivers, which they don't have many of. Their main running back is out, so Waller could get a decent volume amount of volume there, going to go low owned, and then Noah Fant. Guy's good. 
who's your favorite receiver on Tampa? If you're playing Winston, who are you pairing him with? It, it's a toss-up between Watson and Perryman. Total you got to take there? Uh, I would just get uh, Watson because of price. But Perryman's been, been really good. All right, let's knock out some questions. I got a two for Tuttle. You're batting first. Uh, John Ross and Perryman. This is for cash. Ross and Perryman versus Sims and Keenan Allen. These are guys I'm not totally landing on in cash necessarily. It's absolutely number two. Yeah, I'd go two for cash too. I think Ross is a really good tournament play though. Yeah, Sims is like a yeah a great cash game play. And I think Ross you can play in cash on Fandle. Keenan Allen's not play. a terrible cash game play at 6.1K. Yeah, I just, I don't, I don't I just don't trust that team, but I, that's fair. You don't trust 10 targets every week? Suck it, Dean. <laughs> uh, Yeldon or Armstead? Uh, is Yeldon going like, to get the majority of the run in Buffalo? I don't know if we can say that confidently, right? We're not considering Yeldon, yeah, It's not right? like he's great anyways. Yeah. We can't, I don't think we can say that confidently right now. It yeah. might, might break that way after our show here when we get inactives, but Correct. not currently. Uh, pick one of these guys for cash there, uh, Tuttle. We got Zeke or Aaron Jones, which is like the answer is kind of both depending on – Zeke or Aaron Jones? I'll take slightly Zeke if, if choosing one. Grant, uh, thoughts on Chubb, Aaron Jones, and Zeke all in the same lineup? I love it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, would you take anybody from Detroit? Yeah, okay, yeah, Tuttle. We like the Packers. Do we like anybody in Detroit to, like, run it back with, or is it an onslaught? <laughs> yeah, I like Holiday to run it back with. Um, but, I mean, even, it's ugly, but Dusty Danny Amendola – <laughs> I think he's in play too. I mean, Blau has shown that he's only going to throw the ball to those two. They they each get pretty decent oh. target share. Galladay has the better upside, but he's more expensive. But if we want to talk incentives. Amendola's got one, 150 yards or something like that? Yeah, close to like 137 yards. <laughs> Mr. Blau, that's his name. That name again. Mr. Blau will be throwing balls to Danny Amendola. Thoughts on Mac and Cash? Uh, Tuttle, that's not something I've considered. Mac and no, Cash? I'm good with that. I know. Is in. You guys ever had the beer Mac and Jacks made up in Washington? Really good. (laughs) I've not. But no, do not play Marlon Mac and Cash. Yeah, I don't like that. Ross or Gage? Uh, We prefer Ross here, don't we, uh, Grant? Yeah. Uh, Any chance that Mayfield and OBJ shred the Bengals? I mean, week 17, they're due, right, Tuttle? I kind of think this is the obvious Cleveland trolls everybody spot. What could have been? Yes, I, I really do think it, that's going to happen. I mean, I'm, I don't know how much money I'm actually going to invest on that happening, but it just feels so obvious that it's going to happen. Beckham, for what it's worth, is like less than 100 yards from 1,000, if he cares about something like that. Uh, Drake or Mixon on FanDuel, Tuttle? Um, Drake. Yeah. Give me your favorite uh, combination platter, Grant. Like, give me a, you know, some kind of correlation play. What do you have for me? Oh, and a defense, too. Defense, wow, defense is tough, but I, I don't know. Goddard and Wentz, I guess, is the obvious one. Tuttle, see it and raise it. Um, Rogers, Adams, and if Bears. Is... Bears defense on sites where they're pretty much minimum price. Well, you can get the Bears defense at thirty percent own. <laughs> you just gotta play them on DK. Gotta do right? it. How could you not? Gotta uh, do it because yeah. it's a volatile position, you dummy. My. <laughs> Mike Singletary is not coming out that. Uh, uh, all right. Uh, that's our show. Uh, I'm not sure if we'll be back next week. I don't know. So feel free to stay tuned. Like and subscribe on YouTube and you'll get the notifications and you'll know then for sure. 
Uh, if not, thanks for watching this year. We've appreciated it. Thank you, Yahoo, for sponsoring the show. Uh, stay tuned for our premium shows. He's Grant. He is Tuttle. 50% chance I'm pointing in the right direction. I'm 100% Dean. We're out of here. Holler! Thank you.